Ahoy, motherfuckers. Welcome to Hindsight. Uh, I'm Derek, and I am joined, as always, by the best in the business, Brandon. And today, we are more than fortunate. We are blessed to be joined by one of our greatest friend of the show, friend of the people, uh, Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast. Stephanie, how are you doing today? Hey there. How y'all doing? I'm fantabulous. We're good. Yes. We're good. Brandon, <laughs> how you doing? Oh. You always got me watching these movies. You own. Oh, no. Was this really your first time watching it? No, I've seen this before. No, oh, we've both okay. seen it before. It's just. Okay. Because you know how Brandon gets when he's like, I can't believe I got to watch this movie. I've never seen this movie. You know what? What the fuck is going on in this movie? I'm going to, but you know, I'm not that type of person. So I did. Yes, you so are. You're very I, much that type of person. When I announce what we're going to do next, because I'm not mm. like Rashani. Mm. I actually, you know, want, want to want to make him happy. What the fuck? What? Dude, if the annexation, first of all, people, the, the movie he's complaining about already is already. Little Giants. Already. That's one. One A. Episode's not going to be that long because not much of a story. I'm just saying. <laughs> story. Right? <laughs> Ep, uh, it's, part, it's about, what, a 90-minute movie? So there's it, only so much we can talk about. Look, watch this. It is an hour and 46 minutes. Oh. 46 minutes of that is their game. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Little yeah, Giants came sense. out in 1994. It stars Ed O'Neill in his Al Bundy best. Child, let's go. And Rick Moranis as his mm. like Ghostbusters mama or honey, I shrunk the kids best. Like they both had roles to play and they played them perfectly. Mm. Brandon, what didn't you like about this movie? I cannot Everything wait to else. <gasps> oh no. So here's what I didn't like about the movie. Oh boy. When I was younger, I didn't pay attention to it. Mm. But when I saw it this time, no, here's what I did like about the movie. I'm sorry, I said that backwards. When I was younger, I didn't pay attention to it. When I saw it now, mm-hmm. the desire to keep young women out of sports is mm-hmm. lampooned in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's really a focal point of this movie is she's good enough to play sports. You're excluding her because she's a girl. That's fucked up. Yeah, I thought that was a good part of this movie. I, th- I thought that was the movie, the part, good part of this movie, because the movie wasn't saying that that was the right thing. The movie no. was saying that, that was the wrong thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To the point where, mm-hmm. so there's two brothers, Danny mm-hmm. and Kevin. Kevin is the older brother, Kevin O'Shea, and Danny's the younger brother. Uh, to Danny's credit, he's annoying as shit as a little brother. Like, so uh, what? What? He is. He's, he's a dork. He's he a is. dork, but I don't think he's annoying. It's kind of like he literally read like little brother, and then someone with with a little brother. I'm just like, Danny got it. Oh, hey, Kevin, wait up. I'm mad. He playing this. No, wait, wait. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm going to prove this. Mm-hmm. The colossal Kevin O'Shea goes back again. Sees his little brother Danny downfield. The rush is on. The ball is in the air. The crowd is going wild. Danny catches the ball. He's at the 10, the 20, the 25. It looks like he could go all the way. The O'Shea brothers are about to win the championship. 
Oh, there's a fumble! Danny got it! Oh, hey, Kevin, wait up! Shut the fuck up, kid. How many touchdowns are you gonna throw me today, huh? I'll bet it's at least 50, maybe 100. What time did mom say she's gonna pick you up? <laughs> she's not picking me up. She said I could spend the entire day with you. Isn't that great? Yeah. That does sound annoying. I've been that little brother. That's how I know he's an annoying ass little kid. <laughs> what time mom said she was picking you up? She didn't. I said, she said, I get to hang out with you all day today. Hey, this is about a bitch. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. I just what I so it's still dorky little brother to me mm-hmm. because it was more of he he looked up to Kevin so much that that's all and it's like it's I, I do agree that it looks like you know Kevin is just like you're so fucking annoying but literally watching the little brother basically talk about his his accomplishments at what 13 or 14 years old mm-hmm. literally he idolized kevin yeah and that's what you can see but i think one kevin didn't appreciate that so is that your doggy yeah that's one of them i only have one um so, say, wait a minute <laughs> so the thing that i noticed about kevin and, and danny's relationship is that danny is extremely like I don't know how much younger he is than Kevin, but Kevin tolerates him at this age, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. likes him. I mean, I'm not saying that he's unlikable. I'm just saying he's an annoying little brother, the same way I was annoying to my older brother. And it gets to the sure. point where uh, Kevin is—they're picking football teams. You know, they're they're playing tackle football in Urbana, Ohio, um, mm-hmm. and Danny doesn't get picked. Even by his own little, oh, even by his own older brother, and he starts, you know, kind of pouting about it. I must suck if I don't even get picked by my older brother. I you must really stink if I don't even if my older brother doesn't even want to pick me up. I must not be loved at all. And and like, yo, yeah, it, it's the way it is. And your brother can't tell you that because he knows you can go home and tell on him, and he'll get in trouble. So he's like, you know what? One day, Danny are named both of us are going to be up there but you know why you don't why you're not playing right now it's not that you suck it's just that i'm so much better than you that it makes you look horrible definitely sucks he literally said that to his face he's like i'm so good it'll make you look bad but the nigga ended up being a heisman winner He ended up being he he two st- he turned out to be he Albany. didn't make it to the NFL so I'm done in Ohio making it to making it and being a Heisman winner is more than enough I guess so I mean it he may love the Ohio State so there's that mm-hmm. so they um never leave the fucking city that they grew up in which is correct in itself correct. um but. So they're adults now, and and Kevin uh, has come back after burning out in college, I guess, winning the Heisman, but not getting... Because did he, like, I guess he... They never actually specify what position he played. It's like he played defensive line. I thought he did, too, but he was talking about touchdowns and championships and all that kind of stuff. Was he a quarterback? I thought he was a quarterback. That's why I was like, I thought he was a quarterback, because he was talking about the Heisman. I mean, you don't have to be a quarterback to win the Heisman, but... I just thought he was a quarterback. I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah. And there's a point where um, 
at the beginning of the movie when it goes to because that was back in 1964 mm-hmm. when it goes back to current times um mm-hmm. they are showing all the kids trying out for kevin's peewee football team mm-hmm. um for some reason there's only one team allowed in the entire city it should be zero hello well, yeah, we already know about CTE and all that stuff, but in 94, they weren't talking about that shit. Uh, oh, no, not at all. You know, 94 was everybody gets hurt. Just get up and dust yourself off. We saw that in um, the program when he was like, are you injured or are you hurt? That was literally the mindset of coaches. Well, college is different, but mm. peewee football should only be flag football until 13, 14 years old. Is See, what, I believe. what is that... Um. What's that? Friday Night Tights? Is that, is that show still on? Oh, man, Friday it's, Night Tights. It's as Ooh, shit. That shit. It was is like, that. so it's a show oh. about peewee. Is it just peewee? It's peewee. peewee? It's just peewee football. That's it's just it. Peewee football. Them parents and those coaches, Lord have mercy. It's, it's a like, TV it, show about peewee football? It's, it's a, a reality show. About, show. It's a reality show. Huh. Them niggas is wild. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> the Night coaches types. and parents are wild wild. I was and, sitting here like what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, Get your asses out there. They're seven, sir. And no, it's like, one of them, yes, it's in Texas. Mm-hmm. One of them was like, yo, we need to hit them with the helmet so then they don't get up. And folks heard it on the on the show so he fucking got booted out the league. It was wild. Like that whole show. But at the same time, they did have one group uh, of all black kids who I forget what the name of the team was now, but they were clearly the best team in the whole fucking division. Mm-hmm. So all the white parents fucking hated their guts. Of course and they did. all their coaches were black. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of the players were black. They were faster, they were stronger, they were better. All the racist white, all the racist white parents were like, they're bullies, they're thugs. These kids are like seven and eight. But they would, um, their coach would be like, they to roll up, to root them up or to build them up, they'd be mm-hmm. like, how are we gonna give it to them? And the kids would be like, all day long. And it was some shit. I can't, I can't. That that's making me laugh. I love that so much now. All day long. And they ended up going into Snoop's football league. Like they just left Texas and just Oh, went. wait, what's because didn't he have his own league or did he just coach? He had his own league. Mm. Look, a bunch of them players got scholarships too. This is wild. Yep. Because I think it's dope. It, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a dope show, but those kids for that one team, like I forget what the name of the team was, but they were so fucking raw that oh. everybody else like that was one team called the Broncos that was the one with the coach who was like you need to hit him so we can't get up and their team mom and the, the coach were just a bunch of haters and racists and all that kind of stuff it was all bad but it's hmm. the show itself yeah you don't want to watch it because it will really make you mad at parents although but- if, if every coach could be like um like Danny then you know I'd be okay with TV but football. here's the thing he didn't know about he didn't know anything about football. That was super weird. But here's the other thing. Kevin O'Shea, not a bad guy. No, I don't think he's a bad guy. He's now, a dick here's to his the thing. Brother. He's a dick to his brother, but who isn't a dick to their younger brother? That's one. Two, he's he played all the way through college. And I know a lot of folks who play professional basketball and college basketball, they're extremely mm-hmm. intense when it comes to the sport that, that brought them fame, brought them money, whatever it may be. But when he's at home and when he's talking to Becky later on in the movie, 
really fucking nice guy. Um, however, that was the, literally his only redeeming quality is that scene with him and Becky. Go ahead. Eh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, yeah, he's a hard ass. Like he wants to be this Lombardi type coach, but I mean, there's scenes like this where um, he's talking to the kids and he's like, "Y'all need to do," and he he does that horrible thing where he chooses who gets to get a jersey for his team and he doesn't choose anybody from the little giants and they get laughed at and all that kind of stuff. But then there's scenes later on in the movie where he's like, yo, if I ever see you do this, this, and this again, you're never going to play for me again. Don't do that shit. Don't oh, do yeah, that. That with, ain't cool. With, uh, Spike. You Spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> honestly, Spike's dad is the real villain. But oh, yeah, Kevin, that horrible. <laughs> Kevin has a niece danny's daughter named becky becky's nickname is the icebox icebox is literally the best fucking player in ohio like she Mm -hmm. is a defensive monster and she's trying out for kevin's team which is the cowboys why they're not the browns when they're in ohio why they're not the Bengals when they're in ohio this is 1993 exactly the, the Browns and the Bengals were not going to be picked for this. No. I just wanted to take time out to say that because fuck Ohio. Um, not really all of you, Ohio. Like the totally, I, I love I love Columbus and and Cleveland and Cincinnati, the three C's. All the rest, of y'all. Oh, and Akron, y'all got black people too. The rest of y'all, <laughs> nope. So, um, Kevin's picking his team, and with the last pick. He has not yet picked Becky and he doesn't pick Becky. Like he completely just overlooks her and picks some scrub ass kid who's like, yeah, Icebox, take that. You see that? You didn't get picked and I got picked. And that means I must be better than you. And she's like, this is some bullshit. Um, it was some bullshit. And so when he went back home, when Kevin went home for dinner to his to the credit of this movie, his wife gave him the fucking business. That's family, mm-hmm. friends, flowers, Nickelodeon, other little kitties, Pez, Mr. Lorenzo, the school janitor. His ears are so hairy. He's an unfortunate man, Priscilla. And God bless Daddy's favorite sport, football. Oh. Amen. Amen, baby. Amen. Dig in. You know, I still don't understand why you didn't pick Becky. Yes, you do, Karen. Well, it's not good enough, Kevin. She's your niece, and she's one of the best players out there. Yeah, and she can make boys cry. Honey, she's a girl. And girls can run countries, they can sit on the Supreme Court, they can discover radium, but they can't play peewee football. Correct. Oh, Kevin. All right, honey, look, maybe I went a little too far. Maybe I've been a little... Pig-headed? Chauvinistic. All right, you've proved your point. The point is, I think Becky should be involved with the team. Really? Yeah, or any girl who wants to be. Debbie, get your friends on the horn. Tell them I need girls with spirit. I need pom-poms. I need cheerleaders. Yes! So, the fact that Kevin O'Shea only has daughters is literally hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always funny because I was like, you look at it like he's saying that in front of his daughters, but it's a little like, 
they don't want to play football. So they're probably like, oh, this means nothing to me. Especially the small one who thinks it's pretty funny that her dad gets fucked up. Um, so it, it's kind of like, you're. I'm glad they have a mom that's kind of like, why would you not pick her? Because his rationale for not picking the other kids is that they weren't good enough. That, that doesn't apply to Becky. So the thing about it is because she's she, the best. Right. So the thing about it is like, so Kevin, I hear you when you're like, you know, you're looking for talent. This is, you know, basically you want to see your team as a meritocracy. And I'm like, sure. However, comma, she's your niece. Why didn't you pull her aside? But also, why would you not discourage her from trying out if you knew for a fact you weren't going to pick her? Mm-hmm. You knew you weren't. It didn't even matter if she was bad at this point good bad or indifferent you are not going to pick becky which is stupid but it's like you you're not saying anything as much as you bulldoze everybody to see it your way and tell them that they'll thank you tomorrow why didn't you say anything to your niece like hey we're um i'm having tryouts i would urge you to not come out and here's why I'll tell you right. honestly, here's thing, why. Because he honestly doesn't have any issue with telling folks his beliefs. No. He'll just tell him himself. It's like, mind you, I'm like, I'm kind of glad. On one hand, I'm glad he didn't discourage her. But I kind of like would have rather he like not embarrass her. Because mm-hmm. one, she was the best one out there. And it's going to be like, what? Okay, so why didn't you pick her? It's kind of like, and the bad part about it is, nobody up there questioned him like that's not okay and that's not right and that's not this but of course it's a, a town full of all white people so they're they're like well, just keep away it is and and all the guys are like yeah he's right we're gonna follow his way but danny and his and kevin's wife i don't even know if we ever get to find out what the fuck her name is i um raggedy bitch i think that's what we're calling her <laughs> no but yeah kevin's wife is like yo you shouldn't you really shouldn't be treating her like that which is absolutely correct right so um, i like that i like that about his wife yeah like, okay. me too mm-hmm. so um becky finds out that you know the some of the players from the cowboys come and start teasing some of the players who didn't make the team about not being able to make the team and uh yes i'm sorry so sidebar I instantly didn't like that team because I'm an Eagles fan. So fuck the Cowboys. Okay, keep going. All right. So they're, uh, they come in, they start bullying some of the kids and uh, Becky sees them because she's in her go-kart and they're all on bikes trying to ride off. Becky literally tries to kill people with the fucking go-kart. Yes. And I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I see nothing be, be wrong with ass. them ending up in, be his in ass, please. water on the side of a road, wherever they're at. She ran them all day. Yeah, she needed to beat Ren Ren 10, the hip hop Dalmatian's ass. So go right in there and go kick their ass. <laughs> so the next thing that happens is uh Kevin goes to lunch and uh the mayor comes in. And the mayor's like, hey, we got a problem. And Kevin's like, Well, I already voted for you, so and uh, the mayor's like, nah, uh, I know you're trying to start a peewee team. Good for you. Good on you. We need that. Right. But we can't have two teams in the same city. And Kevin's like, what do you mean two teams? And it turns out that Becky has started a team, which how do you do this? Becky started mm-hmm. the team without a, <laughs> without any with no backing, consent, with no nobody, backing, no forms. Nobody called anybody. I'm like, so how did you find out about the team? 
if she only said it to um Ren when he fell in the water. How mm-hmm. did you find out about this? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, may, or maybe that was his kid. Maybe that's what because it's like the guy who came up to um Kevin is like, I don't remember what he was supposed to do, but was that that little boy's father? I could that would track if that was his son saying, Dad, did you know this is what I heard? And then he went, Well, I'll talk to Kevin. I'll talk to Coach O'Shea. But the mayor looks old as hell. I mean, it can it could definitely happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, white folks. Oh, he age, was the mayor. Okay, thank you. Cause I couldn't remember. Maybe it was his grand, maybe it was his grandson. Maybe. You know, but he comes in and he tells Kevin, you know, there can't be two teams. And at that exact moment, Danny comes in and who's coaching the other one? Hey fellas. Morning, Louise. How you doing, champ? Now, before this happens, I do want to point out that I, as a child, have tried to pull one of my parents' coattails to the fact that I got them in some shit mm-hmm. right before they hey, get hi, some so shit. Hello. I put your name on the say. Okay, bye. So, um, we have, I signed you up for a bake sale and it's tomorrow. We need 32 cupcakes. Okay, bye. Right, you be like, yeah. What? <laughs> what just happened? Fine, I'm going to the store. Hi. Let me go get I this Duncan Hines. Me and the guys, we're forming our own football team. Love you a lot. Are you trying to make me look like an idiot? Where the hell do you come off trying to put together another team? I mean, what makes you think that you could coach football? Hmm. Kevin. And all the little kids who couldn't make, uh, who weren't chosen by Kevin. Let's not say they couldn't make the team. No, they couldn't make the team. Come on. We saw But they could see this they, is great. They could have been on the to bench. A, we're talking about it. We're talking to an ex-football player, so this is great. They could have been on the bench. Get Brandon, I need to know. So did you how many you, people you want on their team? I don't so know did how you, many people are on a football team in youth football, honestly. So Brandon question. Did you play Pop Warner or Pee Wee? No, I never played football until I got to high school. Oh, okay. Okay. Is I it because you just didn't basketball. want to, or you didn't? didn't. So I was just, it like I didn't want to play? Or no, I was always into basketball, oh, but okay. I was big and fast. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to high school, I was like, "Oh, I might as well try football." And then I just mm-hmm. happened to be good at it. But I I loved basketball and baseball growing up. Oh, okay. But I know a bunch of all my friends play Pop Warner football. Really? And they have two different types of Pop Warner football. They have. Hmm. competitive pop warner football and they have everyone gets to play type you know have fun pop warner mm-hmm. football and so it appears to be that kevin's team is a competitive football team that travels to different cities and stuff in the state so those teams would have like cuts and people who don't make it things like that like Rashani knows, it's like travel basketball. It is like travel basketball, very true. But I just some of those kids. Now nah, you're right, but Becky hey, J- Jr. could have made it, but he wasn't. But he wasn't trials. there. He wasn't yeah, at trials. He, he would have definitely made it because as soon as Junior showed up, they were like, "We got to get him." Yeah, he would have made it, and Ice Icebox would have made it if you know she wasn't a girl in Kevin's eyes. Yeah. But everybody else on that yeah. team wasn't going to make it. Yeah, because the kid, the the uh, black kid, he couldn't catch. Um, let's see, the kid who kept farting, he wasn't. They weren't having him play offensive line yet, uh, so Hanan couldn't catch. Uh, Tad was too tiny. 
Uh, and Rudy wasn't playing offensive line yet. He was just farting a lot. And he apparently had them nasty ass farts. Um, so yes, I can man. see that. I, I, I can mm. I can see the logic in them not having another team. But at the same time, Danny's a good person with a good heart. I just heard oh, about Danny, him. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. No, Danny, you can't coach football. Hell, you couldn't even play football. Whose fault was that? Well, it wasn't my fault. Don't change the subject. Listen, who said life was fair? I mean, some of us run for touchdowns. Some of us uh, run the class projector. Well, what the hell's wrong with that? I ran the class projector. Yeah, I'm sure you were a great projectionist. Danny, listen to me. Guys <laughs> like <laughs> Kids like that. I mean, they can't help it. They're no good. You know, but they learn things. I mean, they invent things. They win Nobel Prizes. Einstein. Could he catch? Did anybody care? No. Danny, listen to me. Listen to me. Danny. I mean, listen to me. These things that you do with the kids, I mean, I think they're great. No, but I mean, I think they're admirable. You want to start a chess club, a little nature walk class? This is fine. So let me get this straight. It's okay with you if I do something with the kids. Sure. But not football. Exactly. I knew you'd see it my way. No, I don't. Pardon me? I, I don't see it your way. I've really never seen it your way. I hate your way. Now, what's gotten into you? What's gotten into me, I'll tell you. You've gotten into me, and I'm sick of it. We're forming our own team. League rules clearly state one town, one team. You can't have two teams. Let's have a playoff. That's a great idea, Wilbur. How about it, fellas? How about it? Two Saturdays from today, 12 noon. Meet me at half court. It's the 50-yard line, Dad. Danny, you don't stand a chance. We just want to play. Yeah. I tell you, them old men in that diner, they are messy Muppets. Al Bundy, <laughs> Al Bundy wasn't wrong. He wasn't 100% wrong. He he wasn't the thing. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the thing that's endearing about Kevin O'Shea, at least as a character. He's not totally wrong. He really is a broken clock because he'll be right about some things, but the most time it's like there's this okay. thing with parents and kids where they're like, "Oh, I got to play sports and I got to be good at sports." And he's basically like, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, sports is not everything." And like he was saying, that he was being kind of dismissive, which was mm-hmm. you know fucked up. But his message was basically like. Hey man, who knows if Albert Einstein could fucking play a sport? No one gives a shit. Like you could be successful doing many other things. And clearly mm-hmm. some of them other kids weren't that good at sports. Now, my thing is I got no problem with them playing football, but you know, mm-hmm. that's why you have different levels of 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 kids' sports. Like people, you see people today nowadays, they rail against the participation trophy type shit. And you know, part of me as an athlete under would like would like sympathize with that, but the brain in me is like, there's nothing wrong with participation trophies, and you should get them if you complete the season and you do everything well. But participation teams, participation trophy teams aren't the same teams that are traveling around the country playing each other. So, like, it's just like anything else, you have different levels of stuff, just like in school, like. You, some people may be in honors classes, some people may be in AP classes, and some people may not be. They're like, there's different levels to everything that we do, sports, academics, mm-hmm. everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they want to play football, 
they should be able to play football. They shouldn't be banned for playing football. So the idea that there's only one team in the whole town is kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's 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 kind of bullshit that there. Don't they have multiple teams for um Pee Wee and Pop Warner though? Yes, yes, generally. Okay, that's why I think this is some type of like travel team. I'm assuming. Mm. Yeah, because we never actually find out because this whole thing is just based off of this one game. Yeah. That's all they're all right. really doing is just that one playing game. This is not the season. When I was younger, I thought this movie was about more than that. This is just about that one fucking game that they get two weeks to find a whole team and prepare for wait what mm-hmm. it's also a small town so i don't really know how small towns work yeah. Yeah, way less racism it's way less people so you know i didn't grow up in a small town so it's mm-hmm. easy to find 15 teams where i grew up if you, live in a town, you know if you live in a town of 700 people you probably, you probably can't find 15 you know and I mean, if if you're putting up on the water tower that your that your city is the home of Kevin O'Shea, mm-hmm. when he ain't done nothing but win a Heisman Trophy, and he ends up running the most popular car lot in the entire city, he's a car salesman. It's like, oh my god, yeah, chance car not- owner. Oh, I'm sorry, he owns a, a car owner. dealership. Yeah, so are we sure he, he never might made be the, the rich league? person in town ta- in town? Are we sure he never made the league? Let's That's find out. Name. Hold on, hold on. Um, y'all go ahead and talk. I will get it to that point where he discusses his accolades because there is that scene where he mm-hmm. talks about what he's done mm-hmm. um, in football. He's so, mostly talked about his Heisman. So I don't know if he made it. I thought he had washed out the way because he doesn't really talk about anything except, I guess, high school and college stuff. Here and we the go. Heisman. Yeah, he doesn't say anything about the NFL. Hold on. Hi, Dan. Hey, guess what, Uncle Dan? I got the whole headlock thing on tape. Here, wanna see? No, that's okay, thanks. <laughs> How's she doing? She's the best one out there. You know, today I'm reminded of what a lucky guy I am. Lucky to have been born in O'Shea. Lucky to have been born in this great town and lucky to have been blessed with the abilities that allow me to bring something back here to Urbania, my town. Little things like three high school championships, three high school championships, a national collegiate championship, a national collegiate title, an all-American title, an all-American title, and not, not to, mention, to mention a Heisman Trophy. A Heisman Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Also, I never noticed until just now that this motherfucker really has a statue of the Heisman statue in front mm-hmm. of his goddamn house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that, and that's like, the thing. It's like, I didn't think he made it to the NFL because he doesn't talk about it. I feel like he made it to the NFL. He just If he made it to the NFL, he doesn't. He didn't make it far. Let's put it like that's that. True. that I mean, he could have yeah. made it, but they never talk about it. And I mean, I'm sure that that's happened. It happens all the time. Look at Tim Tebow. Look at look at Child, fuck him. Oh, sorry. Tim, Tim Tebow's Tim playing Tebow, tight end for the for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tim oh, Tebow I know. Is one of the five best college football players ever in the history of college football. Mm-hmm. And he was terrible in the NFL. So you know it happens. I used to always say it. It was just like I don't know. 
it's like they're like he's very religious but i was sitting here like no i feel like tebow sold his soul to the devil because there are a lot of games i'm like how the fuck did they just win it's like there's no way there's like there's no way i'm like how the fuck did they how did denver just win that game how i was sitting there like dumbfounded i'm like no so the fact that he can come back to the nfl after how many years gone and come back as a tight end the fuck i'm like y'all need to explain that because it's it looks mighty fishy so they have two weeks to put together a team put together a playbook get the team trained and these are all the players who never played football before or weren't good enough to make it onto the cowboys Uh, so one of the best ideas that uh danny has in the midst of all this chaos is finding newbie who is a fucking strategic mastermind nothing but glass hey look mr o'shea i have an aversion to pain and suffering newbie i'm not even talking about setting foot on the field i need somebody to help me coach you know to come up with some plays see what kind of plays? Creative plays. Anything goes? Use your imagination. I'm in. Also, he's playing chess against himself. Like yeah, speed I, level I, chess. I did not notice that when I was younger. The rewatch, I was like, is he playing by himself? Mm-hmm. Only smart people. Or Winter Santiago's dad in the coldest winter ever played chess against uh, themselves. Oh, my good the hell night. <laughs> no, you did not bring up the coldest winter ever. You yeah. thought I couldn't? Guess what? I can, oh, motherfuckers. Oh, my Lord. I can't with you. That was funny. So they get their whole team together, and their team is called the Little Giants, and they're literally having a good time. Um putting the team together. The kids are having a good time with the exercise and everything. They have a whole... Uh, What's the way to call it? They have a whole celebration where they introduce each kid with a nickname and all that. And that's exactly what I did for my kids in rec league basketball. Really? Yes. That's what you do in rec league basketball. You give the kids trophies and nicknames and you're like, Devin, the dominator, Jones, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And they have a great time. You know where they don't do that? Brandon, where don't they do that kind of shit? On travel teams. Travel teams don't do none of that shit. And that's, Brandon, the more you say it, the more I'm like, you know what? It's starting to track, isn't it? You can see the delineation between the two. Mm. One is here for fun. One is made for fun. The other one is made to win. And so... It's still fun, but it's much more competitive. And it's skill-based. It's not, uh, I pay, you know, my parent pays $75 and I get on the team. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing that happens is uh, Becky and some of the, her name's Becky, um, Becky, and some of the other giants are walking through the grocery store and mm-hmm. they just see toilet paper flying through the air. <sighs> and so they go to look to see what the fuck is going on as they see all this toilet paper flying through the air and landing accurately in a basket. And it's fucking Devin Sawa. Man. Shame At the age of 15, playing 10-year-old Junior Floyd. He was 15 in real life? He was 15 when he played this role. 
He was way bigger than everybody. Yeah, I had to hit Google so quick. It's yeah. Spike. What is 42 years old? Yeah. How old was Spike? That's a good question. Go ahead and check. They didn't say in the in the trivia how old Spike was in this movie, but I know that Devin was so much older than everybody else. He had to go barefoot in order to not look much bigger than everybody else. Uh, wow. So they convinced Devin who are they well in idle hands he was dope. Um but then again that also brought Jessica Alba to the stage. So um but they convinced Junior, who somehow has never heard of the fucking oh, Cowboys. Man, Spike was 11 years old. Spike that was, was the a biggest beast. fucking 11 year old I've ever seen. Jeez. Beast. So uh, Junior, who <laughs> obviously never played, never heard of the Cowboys, somehow ends up playing for the Little Giants and being happy with his with his spot. He's throwing pass to these kids and they can't catch. But uh, he threw a roll of toilet paper uh, to Rashid Hannon, the the kid who can't, the, the wide receiver who can't catch anything, and Rashid caught that. So they start celebrating because in practice, when Rashid also can't catch a football, uh, Coach Danny tells Junior throw him this toilet paper. And he catches the toilet paper. I feel like it's harder to catch a roll of toilet paper. Me too. Yeah, I kind of felt that way too. And I was like, you know what? Why Why that baby can't catch, but he can catch toilet paper and nobody can ex- explain. Another weird thing that happens about this is that um, Becky, not this isn't the weird part. Becky, who is, I guess this is like a 10-year-old, 11-year-old group. Becky is realized she has a crush on Junior. Um, they go to Junior's house to recruit him to play for the team. And that's when they find out that uh, Junior's mom is Patty, who Be- uh, Becky's dad has a huge crush on. I don't think you're allowed to have a crush on the mom of the boy that your daughter has a crush on. Nope, it tracks. I'm kidding. Keep going. Because what if they get married? That always struck me as weird in any of these movies. Like, what happens if y'all actually... Because at the end of this movie, Patty and Danny do kiss. So what happens if they get married? This this weird tie-in to sexual awakening for kids in these movies, and then their parents like each other is always... It always reads as the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. I feel like that stuff probably happens, though. It does. It I'm sure does. it does. Especially it in a small does. ass, especially in a small ass city. Because technically they're not related, so no, they probably but, like each other in class. In but school. it's like, yo, why would yeah. you? Why would you? How dare you, Dad? I liked her. I liked him first. Well, honestly, I liked <laughs> her when before you were even born. <laughs> oh, and uh, Becky's mom walked out on them. That's how they explained why they're. Yeah, they just said she walked out. They didn't really say. But that was the nineties way of explaining why there was only a man in a role. Yeah, I mean, the mother has to be a piece of shit. The mom yes. walked out. They don't explain what you did to make her walk she out left. or why she walked out. She left. She See, left us. I kind of wish they would just honestly just kill them off instead of right? saying she's a raggedy bitch and she, she died of cancer. She 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 passed away. Maybe At, she was like she burned alive in a fire like thirteen we, ghosts. We which, lost her at childbirth. Maybe she was like Junior's mom in Problem oh. Child. Yeah. Oh, sidebar. So mm. let me know when 13 Ghosts is coming. Mm. It's coming uh, next uh, horrible movie month. Yep, horrible movie month. Yeah, it's, it's already I would on the love list. To, I would love. I have so many thoughts on 13 Ghosts. It's already on the list. And I don't think you're the only one, actually. 
Um, so me neither, but so I will say um, the explanation of the ghosts. No, is, we're not doing that right now. We're doing Little Giants. We'll get to the no, no. Ghosts I, I was letting them know to buy the CD, buy the DVD, so you're gonna get the explanation of the ghosts. The oh, so I gotta get. I have to get the commentary. Yes, it's one of the special features on the DVD. They explain all of the ghosts oh, and their wow. backstories. Oh. That's all I was saying. I was like, oh, that's right up your alley, Rashani. What are you complaining it really about? Is. Why, because I like taking I notes. Yes, yeah, you like, Rashani, you, you like would all love, that detail. You would <laughs> love the back. They do the backstory of all 13 ghosts. It's only on the special features for the DVD, though. Oh, that sounds that like a lie. He's going to watch. He'll watch it. In three I'm going to watch it. I'm Go ahead. Like, Yo, that mm -hmm. was dope. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. So I thought you would like that. I'm like, this is right up his alley. He would love this shit. So after Junior starts playing for the Little Giants, somehow his daughter, or somehow uh, Kevin's daughter, finds out and is like, hey, Dad, what are you going to do to defend against Junior? And Kevin's like, who the fuck is Junior? He doesn't say who the fuck is Junior because obviously this is a children's movie. But he, Kevin goes and he spies hmm. on um, their practice, which... You shouldn't have to. You got a kid out there who literally is wrapped up in foam because his mom is like, yeah, in her defense, in her defense, he weighed one pound and some odd ounces when he was born. They couldn't have a baby uh, for 13 years. They had tried and failed. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in Niku when he came out, obviously. So she's his mom is very protective of him she's a bad mom that little boy should not be playing football he looks way no too no definitely should be playing football no that little boy should not be out there playing football. but i think the therapist told i think what he said is that the therapist told her that, that i should play football the therapist told her it's like this will yeah. be for her mental health because you need to let this baby move. get hit Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, you need yeah. to let him get yeah, hit because he's helicoptered. I've actually heard that before in like real life growing up. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Like parents that like are really, you know, careful with their kids, and sometimes they gotta let them go do something. It's like you know, like go get dirty or go, go, you know, do boxing class or karate, yeah. martial arts, something mm -hmm. like that, because they're so you know. Yeah, it's like what Dory said. It's like, if you don't let nothing happen to him, then nothing will happen to him. Yeah, so, yeah, that was Jake Berman. His mom was like the, the helicopter mom. And so mm -hmm. when he first shows up to practice, he tells Coach Danny, my mom didn't think you, the pads that you gave me were good enough. So she has him wrapped in, like, insulation foam. <laughs> so she's, she's inching away. She took, like, maybe she sat up and held her head up as opposed to crawling or baby steps because my god mm -hmm. oh also sidebar can we go back to the fact that junior was not a transfer to this city he literally lived in the town and everybody knew who he was so and then no, i'm like so why didn't he try out for and that's what i was city? saying somehow he didn't fucking know about the cowboys nobody like you're like, gonna tell me that this kid wait, it was, who's literally either one or one A for the best kid in the fucking town, you're going to tell me that nobody invited him to come play nobody invited him to him. Nobody invited Spike football. Either. No, Spike had just moved to town. Spike had just moved to oh. town. That's the thing. Junior Floyd lived in Junior the has been the there. Town. So I'm like, why wasn't he at the tryout? And you're going to also tell me, also part two, you're going to tell me that Patty, 
who is um, Danny's biggest crush from when he was a kid, never left town. You're going to tell me that Danny never ran into her anywhere? Never ran into his old Because apparently again. she's divorced too. So it's exactly. like, wait a minute. Maybe she left, maybe she left town, but she was But they weren't, the, when, when they were back in town at this point in time, it seemed like it had been a while. And uh, Kevin's daughter was quite aware. Look, she, the town at, ain't that small. They ain't that small. She like, every everybody knows everybody. Well, that's the thing. But it's like, they must all go to the same school because she because knew who, Debbie knew who Junior was. was. She was like, oh what about God. Junior? It's like, who are you going to watch out for Junior? Like, oh my God. Right. And it's like, it don't seem like the daughter's really interested in football. It's just that it's Devin Sawa and he's super cute at this age. So mm-hmm. I think that's all that we were doing. But it was weird when she said, what about Junior? It's like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? And also, why wasn't he at the tryout? Mm-hmm. It seemed like but the daughter was- don't know that the dad, like that, that Danny knows her, his mama. Like no. when I was in school, no, I, I knew so. people. I was friends with people who my parents had no idea who their parents was. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I would think that too, except at the point when they were out there playing football back in 1964, when he, when Kevin was telling Danny, "Hey, one day both of our names are going to be up on that tower." Mm-hmm. Patty's there. Yeah, yeah, they knew him when they were kids. I'm talking about so when I you're think, older. Because one yeah, was Debbie at the Cowboys tryouts. Because I remember the little sister. And the mom was there, but I don't know. No, no, I didn't see Debbie, Debbie there anywhere. There. So that's the thing. So it's like, why would she even bring Junior up? It's like, wait. Because she wasn't at the Little Giants. Like, she. They found been... Junior in the grocery store, throwing them toilet papers in the. Right. Thing. So but it's at like, the same time. Why would Debbie bring him up to Kevin? But at Kevin. the same time, the reason why I think that may have happened is because they're all fucking family. Kevin and Danny are, are family. Uh, Debbie and, and uh, Becky are cousins. They probably hang out. At some point, uh, Becky probably told Debbie, yeah, we have this banging-ass quarterback named Junior. We're, inv- we're inventing yeah. so much backstory. I we really it. are. And that's the thing about children's like, movies in the 90s. They weren't interested like, in making backstory. How did he not know? Because it's like, the more you're talking about it, I'm sitting here like, so why didn't he try out? They're in the, she didn't just come back. That's because I mean, in the 90s, only kids watch kid movies. Mm-hmm. And, and today, everybody watches kid movies. So yeah, they have to be more intelligent in this yeah. day and age. Correct. Because this is the movie where they're able to literally create a team for the little giants by the time they get done walking down a fucking And use the track. Cowboys logo. You use the star for their um uniforms. I'm like, I guess they, they do don't that. And they do that. Do they do that? Oh, they yeah, don't they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. take that. Oh, no okay. problem. They do okay. that. And you feel, the NFL lets like some of like some youth teams do that. Or they just change oh, okay. the colors a little bit or whatever. Okay. But, but it's yeah, like well, Stephanie loves Steven Universe, right? I do. If Steven Universe came out in 1991, mm-hmm. Most 30 plus year olds would not be watching Steven Universe in 1991. Yeah, I used to get yelled at by my dad for watching cartoons. He would refuse to watch them with me. So I could definitely see that. Yeah, I but, couldn't well, I couldn't watch The Simpsons at my grandmother's house. She would not let me look at it. So there's a scene. Not that scene, but there's a scene where um <laughs> Kevin has some of his players over at his house and he's showing them how to hit Becky because Becky's literally the only see? problem on their team. So this is the scene that makes me wonder what his actual role was based on what he was doing with these kids. Now I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, was he a quarterback? But I mean, honestly, the way I look at it, even if he wasn't a defensive lineman or a mm-hmm. defensive player, 
because not a lot of defensive players or even an offensive win the Heisman. I mean, the only one I can really think of is uh, Spawn and Charles Woodson. Mm. Um, But they, he could still drop down the three point stance. Yeah. Cause, okay. You could still drop down no matter what into a three point stance as a coach. You have to show them how to do something. Charles Woodson came after this movie too. So I doubt he played defense if he won the Heisman. Oh, okay. So, um, after he goes out the window and pegs himself, like literally uh, groins himself out on a tree that branch. That was funny. I actually laughed at that. Yeah, his kids are laughing at him too. And while they're watching the video, that's when his daughter, Debbie, is like, yeah, you're so worried about uh, Becky. What about <laughs> you? You're going to watch this. It's making me nauseous. <laughs> you know, I was only trying to make a point that Becky's all they've got. And to win, we've got to neutralize her. Wait, 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 what about Junior? Who? Mm, okay, that's the context of what she brought him up about. Yep, so his daughter's giving him the best football strategy he's going to get, and his daughter doesn't even like football. That's just too sexy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what about Junior? And it's like... Who? So they, oh. go, and watch the, they go and watch them um, practice, and, and uh, Danny sees it, well newbie sees it and he's like yo they're spies in the bushes so danny calls the fucking cops and the cops come and arrest fucking hilarious i'm like that is so but funny. it's also it's, on some bullshit because they always, came out with weapons drawn which i love to see it i love that's right draw them on the white people for no reason funny. Draw down that on is them. just funny well, there wasn't no reason he said they were peeping on little boys you're gonna pull a gun on a pedophile yep they should i mean they should Dude, I mean, honestly, would do you think a cop would? They should, should and would are two completely different things. And here's the thing about pedophiles, though, and and when it comes to boys particularly, because they don't treat girls the same way. No, they do not. When they have men peeping on little boys, mm-hmm. I don't. No one likes that. They treat right. no one likes that anywhere. So I can absolutely see a cop being like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" But the fuck. But the thing is. The funny thing about this was that one detail they did pay attention to was mm-hmm. I was like, you know, Kevin is on the water tower. If you call the cops on Kevin, they're not going to do shit. They know, like, they probably know he's not a pedophile. And mm-hmm. so then they said he called the state police and not the local police. That is actually kind of funny. I'm like, that is kind of brilliant <laughs> for being honest. Mm-hmm. Not the local. He called the state because I think if he called the local police, as soon as they would have seen Kevin, they would have backed off. They're yeah. like, because they know who the hell Kevin O'Shea is. The state may not. And they let him out because he wasn't peeping Tom. He probably was like, hey, man, I'm just a fucking crazy football coach. Correct. Y'all Correct. I'm just, I, I just was spying on the other team in the area for a game. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we've done that shit, too. So the next they still put happened. that shit in the paper. Right, because that's and the fact they put it in the paper was like hilarious to me. I'm like, so we're writing about this, even though it's a false arrest, but we're writing about this. This is very interesting. He's already out. So, um, the next thing that happens is that the little giants throw a car wash to raise money, uh, for uniforms and things of that nature. Because the only things that Danny has for him is a bunch of just busted up old shit that'll literally get them injured worse. I mean, if they use it, um, and this, the assistant coach for Kevin's team is a fucking jerk and pulls up and starts mm-hmm. making fun of all the players for no fucking reason. 
So yeah, he gets sprayed to... down with water and gets run off. His oh, they they spray all his inside his car too. Yeah, they fuck his car up. Also, right. how many '90s movies have we watched where some people do a car wash to raise money? Like, do they? Does that still happen in 2021? Yes, it's for it's they for did. funerals now. Do. Black what? folks, black folks do it to raise money for funerals. Goodbye. I'm my cousins do. My cousins, hey, real talk. I'm not even making a joke. My family, we will literally go to like out here. A it's car um, we will go to like a um auto zone or something like that and ask them mm-hmm. if we can use their water. We'll pay them a segment mm-hmm. of what we get from the car wash and mm-hmm. we will do a car wash. That's how we help to raise money to buy the fucking coffin or whatever for one of our homies whose families literally can't afford a fucking casket. I wow. had no idea people still did car wash fundraisers. Yeah. I think the last time I did one was maybe like four or five years ago, but it wasn't for um, a, a team. But I mean, they are good. That to Rashani's point, they are good ways to do it. You just have to find somebody who has no problem yep, letting you, you use their water exactly. and/or their lot, because a lot of times they want to like bring it to like we use a gas station and they let us use their water because one you had the space and also mm-hmm. you had access to the water well it and makes so sense for you would stand in the business. middle of the street with the or stand in the middle of the divide mm-hmm. with the sign that says car wash mm-hmm. and you talking yeah well it makes sense for a car wash to do it because as a business that's basically like a charitable donation that's a nice little tax write-off yeah that was the first mm-hmm. time i realized there was thing. such thing as car wash soap yeah, because like, oh, you gotta go oh inside. God. That's why I was all. That's why we always tried to go to like an auto zone, so yeah, then we could go so inside and get like, the supplies we needed. And I was like, "There's a such thing as car wash soap, or we just yep. don't use it." I did yep. not know this still happens. And so yeah. wow. uh, you would get money. They would get money off the write-off. Plus, you they would ask you for a, a part of what you made. And y'all just gave them a percentage. Yeah, a percentage. Okay, like ten percent of what you made. No biggie. Oh. No worries. Oh, and they're probably like, oh yeah, that's fine. Plus, because they're also getting the write-off. So, charitable. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, after that, while the car wash is happening, Becky looks over and she sees Debbie uh, playing around with Junior. She completely throws out of her mind because she's, she's a kid. She completely forgets that just before this, her and Junior were having a water fight and playing with one another. Uh, but she equates Debbie having fun with Junior is as Debbie's a cheerleader. And she's mm-hmm. cute, and I'm a football player, and I must not be because all these boys in this movie keep saying, "Here's what happens at the beginning of the movie." I almost forgot to mention this shit. Mm-hmm. So the sexism in this movie mm-hmm. is affirmed from a very early point in this movie by very young kids. How do I do, Coach? I don't know, son. I don't have a sundial. Back in line. <laughs> hey, Icebox, you look like a boy. And play like a boy. Do you pee standing up? No, when she's hot to trot, she still got a squat. <laughs> mhm. So she. Yeah, I peeped that the second oh, time I watched. I went, oh boy. Yeah, exactly. She get, that boy got beat up too. Um, but they, she's equating being a football player that girls can't play football. If they play football, they can't be attractive. A guy just told her she looks like a guy, so. She sees Debbie in her cheerleading uniform flirting with Junior, her and Junior having a little soap fight. And she thinks, okay, they're doing that. And she looks better to me because she's a cheerleader and she starts having doubts. I think it's also because we have 
Becky has been put in the box of masculinity. Mm-hmm. And so because she's been in that role, and it's like her father's not trying to put her there, but he did basically what was the easiest thing for him to do. As a, as a man way. in a single a relationship, man. he didn't right. teach right. her he anything. Didn't, like, yeah. teach anything. And it's so interesting because it's not like she couldn't like reach out to her aunt or even mm-hmm. her cousin because I think her and her cousin are the same age. Yep. Um, so I think it's a little bit of, oh my God, you look at her like she's a girl and also add in that she's a cheerleader. Like he looks at her as a girl because she's doing girly things like being a cheerleader. But for Becky is like, you don't look at me that way because of what I do. And then it's like, she's basically trying to do it on her own. Um, yeah, I think the thing with Becky is kind of a difficult situation for a single father, particularly yeah. someone like Danny, because like a lot of men that are within that situation would be the opposite, right? They would be like dressing her up in pink dresses, mm-hmm. taking her to the debutante balls, like having her, their sisters or cousins teach her how to do makeup and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Danny was like, my girl likes to ride go-karts and play football. So I'm going to let her do what she likes to do. And you honestly, there was no, there was no uh, impetus for him doing that. It isn't like this is Kevin who did all these things in football. This mm-hmm. is Danny who literally could, could not care less about football, but he still encourages his daughter to play football because she loves it. And I found that to be admirable. So I think Danny's yeah. mind was just like, okay, my girl, the only thing she talks about is sports and go-karts and building and, shit. And he, and he leaned right into it because yeah. it was comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what, y'all? This makes me think about DeAndre Hopkins' mother, Sabrina Greenlee. Mm-hmm. So Go she's a single it. parent. She has, um, let's say, two, four children. So she has two girls and two boys. Now, her son is DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, he's in the NFL her oldest daughter, Keisha, actually is a football player in Texas. So you look at a Sabrina, who is like, if you see her Instagram, she is very, um, she definitely leans into her feminine. She looks beautiful. She's very smart, but she's also the kind of parent where she probably did not push Keisha any which way. And mm-hmm. you see Keisha and she is a football player and she's basically in basically in a sport that's more quote unquote masculine. And I'm putting it in quotes because that's just how we look at it. Um, so it's always a very interesting thing to see with Sabrina. And then you see her daughter, Keisha, who is a football player. And you're like DeAndre, of course, he's a boy. So of course he's playing. I think her um, second oldest child, he also played. And then the youngest girl, um, she's a little bit more, if you see her Instagram, she's a little bit more androgynous. She's also a model. I think she's like under 21 at this point. But it's like, when you think about single parents, it's like, what do they lean into? So you would think based on Sabrina, she would lean into treating her girl a certain way. And she it doesn't seem like she has. Mm-hmm. She just lets her kids be whatever they would like to be. Okay. Yeah. I think, but I think that's how Danny was because if you watch the movie, mm-hmm. it Becky doesn't give any indication that she's into any of the other stuff until she yeah. meets Junior, and then so all like, of a sudden she's trying to put on lipstick. And yeah, because before yeah. then she doesn't give a shit about what the other girls are doing. She was all about I'm, I should have been on this football team. Now I'm gonna go start my like, own this football is what team. I to do. Yeah, yeah. So I think Danny was just like. Okay, you know, whatever my girl wants to do, I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And then when he when he found out that like she's got a crush on this dude, mm-hmm. it kind of probably caught him off guard. Like, oh, yeah, because it, it was easy yeah. to do for the first ten or eleven years with your kid, because it's like there's yeah. no, you know, now puberty is starting, and now it's like, oh, I got to change crafts, yeah. change course, 
or bring in somebody else. And the thing about it is, is like she has an aunt. She has two female cousins, one that is extremely girly, which is Debbie. And then the younger girl who literally makes me laugh. She's like, I like her. She makes boys cry. I'm like, girl, we always like the girls. That make <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you think about it, like, see, that was easy to do when there were no, there was nothing to think about, but it's like, you know, this is why we have girls being called tomboys because we put so much pressure on our children to fit into gender roles that it's like, we, we have to make it make sense. Like, oh, if you like toys and trucks, you must really want to be a boy. It's like, or I can just be a girl and I like trucks. So there's that. Or you could be Stephanie and like trains. I like trains. Um, <laughs> so the next thing that happens is that, uh, like we said, Icebox is in her room trying on makeup and her dad notices, is that lipstick? And she's like, no. Um, but she don't that, know how to handle it. And it's so weird to watch. I'm like, you could just call up Kevin's wife. It's like it's not like they don't know each other. It's not like, and it's not like y'all don't her. like each other. It's not like they're right. folk or something. Right. That's what I never understood about this movie, watching it again, is that why are y'all acting like these two families aren't hella close when the football like games are, aren't on? Yeah, like their kids don't all know each other. Because, of course, remember, when the car crash came, Debbie ran right up to her cousin, Becky. Mm-hmm. She didn't go to Junior first. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But... It's weird, the, No. It's, no, it's extremely weird. And yeah. it wasn't fleshed out very well in this movie at all. Yeah. Uh, what was fleshed out well was uh, old man Messi and his his <laughs> his uh, gossip geezer friend who come on, Ma- come decided on, to bring, get on the phones. Up. Come on, Messi Muppets. Come on out here. Decide to hop on the phone. Two phones at the same time. These niggas is acting like the white folks and like the inmates in Oz. They on the phone at the same time. One of them to each brother. Tell them this spike just came into town. They love mess, and I'm here for it. O'Shea Chevrolet. <laughs> I got a hot tip for you, Mr. Heisman. <laughs> but Go ahead, Orville. I'm listening. There's a new family in town. Capiche? They got a tough young 10-year-old. He's a monster. Now, I'm talking real big. Yeah, how big? Put it this way. If he was a trout, you wouldn't throw him back. Thanks a lot, buddy. I owe you one. Thanks. I'm sorry. That is, this is just going to be funny for no reason. <laughs> so, Kevin and Danny both speed off to go meet this kid, and um, Danny gets there first through fuckery. He pulls up to see uh, the kid's dad, Mr. Hammersmith, because Spike's last name is Hammersmith. Uh, but he pulls up to see him carrying a fucking cabinet by himself. Excuse me. Are you, uh... Hey, don't tell me. You're Coach O'Shea. Now, his dad is not the smartest man in the world. He looks at Danny with the glasses and everything, and as soon as Danny comes up and says, Excuse me, are you, uh... His dad turns around and says, Don't tell me. You're Coach O'Shea. Like, do I look like I'm a football star? Like, the bad part about it is, it's like, what in the entire fuck is wrong with him? Does he look like he won a Heisman? And then this dude just goes in the full-on stalker level. I'm Coach O'Shea. Ah, (sighs) You're Coach O'Shea. Who am I? Look at this. Who am I? Oh, you're uh, remembering my old playing days. Remembering them. I treasure them. Obviously, you don't. You and that Pop Warner Football League. 
Yeah, because if he did, then he'd know that this wasn't Coach O'Shea. That's why I was like, you can't possibly say you idolize anybody if you don't know who what the fuck he looks like. He like, fell in love with the phone with his I'm voice. I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, there's no way that you're sitting here and going, oh my God, I know exactly who you are. There's no possible way you can do that if you really don't know what the fuck he looks like. But he talks to him and he's like, yeah, my son Spike has been dying to work with you. And Spike, who was 11 when this movie came out, thanks, Brandon, is carrying a goddamn refrigerator on his back. That poor baby. He probably got the arthritis. That fucking monster. Come play basketball. Like, you don't have to play football. Come play basketball. Come be yourself. I'm sitting here like, why is he carrying a football? I'm like, I need to know. Why is he carrying that around, sir? Explain. Also, Spike went on to play in One Tree Hill and uh, Joan of Arcadia and Desperate Housewives. Oh. And Eight Simple Rules and Veronica Mars. And... He was born in goddamn Sacramento, California. Hey. I'm out to find him. Have him on the show. Spike. You should. You should. Because he'll be like, what? What? Why the fuck? You're Spike. You're Spike. Like, <laughs> I you no, saw the kid. Watch. He'll be like, nobody does that. It's like, nobody <laughs> does this to me. Nobody remembers me. I remember you. I don't remember you from any other show, but you're Spike. I remember you. We'll be back to hindsight after this brief break. Are you into top 10 lists? What about pop culture? Or maybe you're just a nerd like us. We've got a show for you, loser. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of The Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, including fun facts and trivia. We've covered lists such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify. The deadliest animals. The worst U.S. presidents. The leading causes of death. The best-selling video game franchises. The most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? The deadliest jobs in America. <sighs> Listen to these and countless other top 10 lists every Wednesday at TennisPod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Top horror villains by their kill count. I think we're done here. If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance to see you will die. We are the Tennis Podcast. That's one zero I-S-H. Bye. Remember those stories you were supposed to read in high school? Oh, uh, Dickens. Poe. That's literally all the names I can think of. Did you read them? Obviously I didn't. Let us read them for you. Uh, That sounds dangerous. What does? Reading. (laughs) It might go badly. But that's half the fun. I'm Ken Sandberg. And I'm Heather Michelle Lawler. Check out Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. Campfire Classics is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen, like, follow. Hey there, this is Frankie Sparks. And this is Scott Eisenberg. We're married. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick. Every week, Scott and I introduce each other to a new movie the other one has never seen. We talk about it, give our thoughts on it, and also share some behind-the-scenes fun facts. We want you guys to come along and enjoy the movies with us. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. Come and listen to us now as Frankie and I Shoot Shoot the the Flick! Hey y'all, this is Derek. We wanted to thank y'all so, so much for listening to our show. 
right now at this very moment we'd like for you to go ahead and screenshot your phone your ipad or wherever else you're listening to this show and send it to us on twitter at hindsight reviews we'll post it up and retweet it to everybody else and you could be a part of our family also be sure to leave a five-star review and let us know what you think of the show wherever you listen to the podcast at thank you so much and back to the show so, Correct. Uh, oh Danny, through not lying, but through uh, subterfuge, uh, convinces Mr. Hammersmith that he is the coach of the Pee Wee football team in the area. And so he brings Spike out to practice. And if I'm Spike, as soon as I see the kids on Danny's team, I'm like, Dad, you already get- know. Dad, please come get me. But like, I'm so confused at this. I was like, you, I'm a big fan, so knowing what he looks like is just not on the radar, huh? No, not at all. You don't even know what this man looks like, but you're a big fan. I need y'all to stop lying. Stop. Y'all ain't got a lie to kick it. Like, what the hell? You know who doesn't lie? Spike. We got a new player. Whoa. Mama. Who's that? Looks like a side of beef. Or a genetics experiment gone terribly wrong. Where's his socks? Where's his neck? It's bigger than my dad. Spikes in hell. Spikes in pee-wee hell. Guys, Spike here is going to be our new tailback. Great! Now we can run the annexation of Puerto Rico. What's the annexation of Puerto Rico? Well, I don't know if we're quite ready for that. What kind of formation do you like to run out of Spike? Power eye. (laughs) <laughs> I can't with this. I cannot. I'm. I'm. I'm nope. a fan of the third person. The or fact the that he kept person. saying Spike. No, it's third person. He is third such person. a. He is such a clown. Yeah, he's like, great. He's like, uh, like, sir, you are 11 years old. Why are you talking like you're heading? Why are you talking like you playing with Tom Brady? Get on out of here, girl. We can run the annexation of Puerto Rico. What's the annexation of Puerto Rico? Well, I don't know if we're quite ready for that. What kind of formation do you like to run out of, Spike? Power Eye. Now, who's Spike's lead blocker? The Icebox. Where's he at? Right here. Is Spike mistaken? Aren't no. you a girl? Gee, good eye. Spike, don't play with girls. <laughs> Pretty Spike good, Spike. Play with Spike girls. don't care. Spike don't care. Did you hear? Spike don't play with. I can tackle anything, anytime, anywhere. Got that? Look, you berserk old Barbie doll. When you mess with Spike, doll. you mess with death. You can talk mm. the talk. You walk the walk. Try me. I will. Let's go. Right now. Somebody call 911. It's like watching. Top that. Stop that. I don't really give a about trying to stop that. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm just amused, endlessly amused at the fact that I love it. I'm endlessly amused at the fact that Spike is just Spike. Don't play with girls. Is Spike in hell? Spike runs Power Eye. (laughs) At a very young age, Spike was told that he's the best player on the team. He clear, well, you know, he looked like he was the best player <laughs> at all times, which is why when he ended up with this team, I would have been like, what the fuck is, is Spike in hell? I'm not doing this. Spike Spike's is not playing. It's like, sir, no. you're 11 years old. You know, the Rock you are a watched, child. The it's Rock like, must have watched Little Giants. That's how he got his gimmick. Shut up. I like Spike. 
I mean, I don't like Spike as a person, but Spike as a kid is literally only doing what his dad told him to do. That is hilarious to me. I, I don't even know what to say. It was just like, sir, it's bad enough. Your 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 daddy is dumb as a box of hair. That you looked at Rick Moranis and said, "Oh, you want a husband, nigga? What?" <laughs> like, so, are you Spike, looking at him? Like, what the hell? Is so Spike uh, gets the conversation gets broken up by Danny and um, Becky's like, "You don't support me," so she leaves and she goes to the local restaurant cafe where kevin comes in and like i said kevin yeah uh hard-ass football coach kevin as an uncle oh and also sexist Mm. but he likes becky he likes her a lot icebox not hungry alert the media Mm. Hey, Louise. Thank you, dear. Good shot. Still mad at me for not picking you, huh? No. Well, I guess you got your own team now. It's not my team. It's Spike's team. Dad's got a big crush on him. Don't be so hard on the old man. Can't be easy on him having me as a brother. Or you as a daughter. Ha ha. Very funny. <laughs> I mean, people like you and me, we're stubborn. We don't get our own way. Watch out. You mean when you were playing football, you wanted to kill your coach too? Oh, hey, Becky. You can't fault the guy for trying to win. He doesn't want to win. He just wants to show everyone that he's not scared of you. Well, what do you want? I thought I wanted to play, but now there's all this other stuff. What other stuff? Not football stuff. Ah. Mm-hmm. Debbie likes Junior, doesn't she? Does Veronica like Archie? She's gonna get him. I know it. You know, she'd probably kill me if she knew I told you this, but uh, you want to find a boy. You got to figure out how boys think. And if this boy's a quarterback, He's probably going to want some cute girl, not some teammate. But I don't know about being a cute girl. I'm good at sports. Of course you are. You're an O'Shea. But you listen, Uncle Kevin, you got a lot more to offer than football. A lot more. You think so? I know so. Hey, Uncle Kevin. Do you think I'm pretty? No. I think you're beautiful. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Double-edged. On the one hand, he's pumping her up about, you know, her looks and everything, which is important when she's being told by all these little boys in the area that she looks like a fucking boy. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, he's actively telling her that she shouldn't play football. If she wants to get junior. You're so beautiful, but no, you need to stop this football shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I peep that too. 
So uh, Spike gets picked up by his dad. But hold on. But again, the movie said that that was wrong because it appears that they're getting along. They're getting, you know, going on by the end of the movie when she comes yeah. back and plays football. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you're right. So you're uh, not wrong, brother Brandon. You're not wrong. My whole thing with these types of movies, I don't, I don't particularly care if they do fucked up shit in the movie. If the characters do fucked up shit, I care how the movie frames the fucked up shit people do mm. more than anything. Okay. So like if I see someone get sexually assaulted in a movie as part of a story, I can accept that as part of the story. As long as the story is telling me that that person is terrible for doing that act, not, Oh, he's joking. Like we had that talk with Shani about uh, with Ace about uh, revenge of the nerds. And I mm-hmm. forgot about revenge of the nerds. Shante. Well, Shante. Yeah. And I forgot about Revenge of the Nerds. And the thing that's the most problematic about that is that it wasn't portrayed as being sexual assault. assault. Yeah, it was portrayed as, oh, look at these pranksters. It's <laughs> a prank. It's like, okay, so. And that's fucked up Oof. to me. Correct. So, like, my thing with stories is tell me the story. Tell me whatever story you want me to tell, but make sure what you're telling me mm-hmm. is not fucked up. <laughs> the story yeah. you're trying to tell me. Yeah. So, in this yeah. case, the story that they're trying to say is, you know, the story, at least this is what I gathered from it. The story they were trying to say is in 1993, mm-hmm. the prevailing thought of men is this. Like, the, the average man would think be Kevin O'Neill. Not even like a horrible man. Just like the average dude walking down the street would be is a Kevin O'Shea. Would be Kevin O'Shea. Like, there'd well, be much people worse than Kevin. But he would be like the average person. Well, and what and- the movie's trying to say is a man, even in 1993, you know, if a girl wants to play football and she's good enough to play she football, then she can play football. She should be able to play football. That's well, what in 1994, 1993, 1994, one of the prevailing jokes that I would hear uh, at my dad's job, he worked for the Air Force at, at walking mm. around my mom's job, just being around guys that uh, practice it or whatever, were blonde jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- at that point in time, one of the books that I saw almost everywhere was Truly Tasteless Jokes, which were a bunch of racist-ass jokes mm. about uh, Polish people and blondes and blacks and whomever mm-hmm. else. Like, it was a straight-up black book. I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but it was a black book, black cover, and it was called Truly Tasteless Jokes to Offend Your Friends. And it was a bunch of truly just horrible jokes. Um, that was I think I remember what you're talking that about. That was the book that had like the what's grosser and gross jokes that you would hear mm. uh, out and about. But one of the jokes that you would hear in my area a lot was, why did the woman cross the road? And the answer was, who cares? What the fuck is she doing out of the kitchen? Kevin, what the fuck? <laughs> Kevin is one of the people who will propagate that joke and laugh about True. it and then go home to his two daughters and his wife and think that there's nothing wrong with the way that he's living life. So <laughs> the next thing that happens is that um, the little giants are at practice and they're running a power eye for Spike and it doesn't go well. Ready? At all. As a team, hey, you pretty boy. Next time you hand out the spike, put it here. Boom, 
And you fat lineman. <laughs> cannot no, believe this. Jelly rolls out of Spike's way unless you want cleat marks up your fat back. <laughs> I'm not that? mad at Spike. Spike is literally the best player on every football team he's played on. And he knows where he needs to get the ball at. Put the ball here. I right can't. here. <laughs> it was just Spike. like, oh my lord. Spike and then move out my way. Does not belong on the list. Look, just do this or get the fuck out of my way. I said, well, what the hell? What the fuck? He doesn't know know anybody's name. Hey, you pretty boy. Put the ball here. And you, fat lineman. You rang. I said, bye, girl. (laughs) Good the hell nicest. Get out my way or get run over. I couldn't. That was hilarious when I think about it. It's like, uh, look, what the fuck are y'all doing? You raggedy bitches. I'm like, ooh. See? So Kevin and uh, Kevin and Mr. Hammersmith come and rescue Spike. Um, Spike literally says, oh, thank the football gods and gets in the car and they dip out. All the other players on the team fight amongst themselves. Uh, Becky is secretly going to quit the team to become a cheerleader. Um, and the rest of the team is like, man, we fucking suck. Uh, Tad is riding home because one of the boys made fun of him some more and was like, you're going to cry about it? And Tad was like, there's nothing wrong with crying, which is absolutely right. Um, Poor Tad. And and as he's going home, riding his bike home, a bus pulls up and it's literally John Madden and the all Madden team. Why? This made no sense to me. Thank you. Go for it, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Let go. Let have. Why were they there? I didn't. I was. Very, I thought I missed something. You did not. Movie. They just happened to be there. I didn't. We are, we are trying to find our way to Canton, and we are lost. That was it. Can you show us how to get to Canton? Can you tell oh, us? I mean, that does make sense. Canton is in Ohio. Can you? Yeah, it is. Why don't you? You know what? I can do this now because Google's a thing, and it wasn't a thing back then. Uh, Urbana. Ohio to Canton, Ohio. You know, we can do this kind of shit now. Urbana, 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 it's a real thing. It's a real place. Urbana, Urbana, Ohio is a real place. Uh, Urbana is uh, near Springfield where the baseball or the rock something. Fuck that shit. Anyhow, Urbana to Canton is literally two hours and 34 minutes away. It is 168 miles away. How the fuck y'all end up in Urbana? But John Madden doesn't fly. He is notoriously scared of heights, so he will not fly. He does yeah, everything by bus. Sword bus. Mm-hmm. So Tad is like, yeah, I can help, but first. And so he takes Bruce Smith, Tim Brown, who I hadn't seen in a long time, Steve Entman, and let's see, were those the three? I could have sworn there were four. But Steve Entman, uh, Tim Brown, Bruce Smith. I thought Smith. four or five people got off that um, bus. That's what I thought me. too. Did only a few of them get scenes? Probably. Maybe they only got. Maybe if you only got like the solo scenes. But uh, Steve Entman shows them. Oh, and Emmett Smith. Um, Steve Entman shows them how to not be scared on the line. Uh, Emmett Smith talks to him about how he was the smallest and not always the fastest, but he he just loves football. He wanted it. Um, Bruce Smith tells him about intimidation and Tim Brown doesn't say shit because he's Tim Brown. 
Wow. Okay. We're no, going seriously, here. Seriously. Oh, wow. How the fuck did Tim Brown make it on the all Madden team any Ooh. fucking way? Let's let's be real. Wee. Tim Brown played for the Raiders. Yeah, true. Yes. You know who he played with? Fucking Bo Jackson. Could we not have had Bo Jackson? Is it because we had Emmett Smith? See, this is where you're wrong. Tim Uh-oh. Brown is much better than Bo Jackson. Is he? Much, much better in the NFL history than Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson is not in the NFL Hall of Fame. Tim Brown is in the NFL Hall of Fame. Wait, Bo? What? Tim Brown. That's because Bo got injured, though. Don't be like that. Tim Brown. Don't be thought, like that. It's because Tim Bo Brown, got injured. I need you to admit that. Bo had that hip injury. That's why he's not Even without the, the hip injury, Bo Jackson was still splitting time with Marcus Allen because oh. Marcus Allen was better than him. Yeah. Oh, we getting Tim spicy Brown, today. Bo Jackson is a, is a Tecmo Bowl Hall of Famer. Yes, he is. Tim Brown is one of the greatest wide receivers. He of is all one time. of the greatest wide receivers. He is up there. He's right behind Jerry. For a while, he was like number three, wasn't he? Behind Jerry Rice and uh, Terrell Owens. Well, for like catches, oh, he's T-O. not as he's not as good as Jerry or To. No, but Randy I mean, as Mars. far as yeah, but he's up there. He's in the top ten. Yeah, he was great at that time too. In the early nineties, he was really like, you know, right behind Jerry and Michael Irvin. So no. the next thing that happens is that um, th- that uh, Kevin is having is doing a speech, you know, to hype up his team uh, before the game the next day, and mm-hmm. okay, whatever, you know, he's like, I want y'all to go home, say your prayers, and all that, because tomorrow we're going to completely humiliate the little giants. Wow. This is before. Becky and Junior go to a uh, go. They're they're at the lake watching a couple. They're literally spying or not spying on. They're watching a couple kiss in a boat on a lake. And Junior's like, "Ew, kissing is gross." And Becky's like, "Well, if it's the right person." And he's like, "Well, you know." And somehow she takes that to mean, you know, if I want to make this next move with Junior, I need to become a cheerleader. So she fucking shoot your shot, sis. Go right ahead. And so she shows up for the game the next day. The boys are all fired up and everything ready to go. Um, And, oh, no, the reason why she quits the team isn't because of Junior. It's really because of her dad saying that he's going, Mm -hmm. that she's going to be a good fullback. And she's like, that's all you see me as. That's literally all you see me as as a fullback. And she's she's like, I'm more than that. I don't care if this is the Super Bowl. Hey. Bye, Dad. Whoa, hang on. What do you got there, a victory cake? You know, half that team's allergic to chocolate. It's not a cake, Dad. Well, hang on. You can't sneak away without telling your old coach what's in the box. It's nothing. Okay, well, if my little fullback wants to surprise me, that's all right with me. Little fullback? Your little fullback? That's all I am to you, isn't it? Your little fullback. It's your ticket to beating Kevin and winning the big game. Becky, what's wrong? What's wrong? Everything's wrong. Do you know what mom used to call me? She used to call me her little princess. Every night when she tucked me in, she'd go, good night, little princess. And then she'd kiss me on my cheeks. And she'd pull the covers in all around me. And you remember that? Yeah. She wouldn't let me play football. She wouldn't call me her little fullback either. Becky, look. Mom's not here anymore. She left us. She quit. No. She didn't quit. She just found a better team. 
I'm not playing tomorrow. Wait a second. This was your idea. I thought winning this game was the most important thing in the world to you. No, Dad. This game means everything in the world to you. He's not wrong, though. This is all her fault. That this whole true. team is her fault. So... And he wasn't calling her his little fullback like literally two weeks before. Remember, two weeks to get this whole thing set up. He wasn't calling her his little fullback two weeks prior. You had a bad day. <laughs> like, I understand I just, that. The thing about it is, is that I... You know... <laughs> You went over your aunt and uncle's house to get a cheerleading uniform, but you don't think you can have these conversations about femininity and liking boys with the same person you're getting a cheerleading outfit from. And I think what you're seeing is that you want Junior to see you like a girl, but then before Junior can do that, your dad has to do that. But you basically flipped the script and that's just because we're raging hormones and we're puberty and that's what the fuck we're doing. Yes. I, I got why mm -hmm. she was upset. Like I get why you're upset cuz mm -hmm. now you're roaring you're you're warring with your emotions. But let's like let's be very clear. We're on we we got this team together cuz you wanted to play and he just supported you. He didn't go I don't know what the fuck Becky's talking about. We're not doing this. He <laughs> yeah. just supported it. It was just like one cuz it's like Fuck you, Kevin. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. You're not going to steamroll me. I get where her emotions are coming from, but I think what it is is that we're watching. Danny didn't think this conversation was ever going to come up. He wasn't prepared, but he also didn't prepare himself either. She is a girl. She's not your son. Your your wife left you. So it's like, baby, you want to have to talk to somebody, but it's like, it was very much, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And but one thing she's you, almost a teenager. What are you doing? Go ahead. And one thing you don't want to do in the midst of this conversation, when your daughter is like telling you her hopes and dreams or whatever else it may be, mm -hmm. you don't tell her, your mom left us. She quit. It was just like, is that supposed to, it doesn't. This is not a conversation. It doesn't, right. What are you talking about? That doesn't negate what she just said happened. Mm -hmm. I don't care if she she's not caring if she left because now it's like she's going to look at you like oh did she leave on her own or did she feel like she had no choice because mm -hmm. now she's looking like did she have a choice it's like did she just get sick of your ass is that what women do is she that what men do do men just get team. on your nerves I was just like see that's the thing it's like he didn't listen to her emotions because he didn't think this was going to come up mm -hmm. it was like he wasn't prepared for his daughter to become a woman which very bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> Let's see if it plays out. So she goes upstairs. Um, all the other guys on mm -hmm. the team are like working with their parents. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Hannon is getting catching instructions from his dad. He still mm -hmm. can't catch. His dad's really uh, encouraging. I I'm like, you know what? I'm glad they didn't fall into the stereotype of all little black boys are just good. Black people just good at sports, so he should just be good. To a certain extent, I'm kind of glad he had it. He wasn't just good. Yeah, no, he struggled, and that was dope. Um, but I mean, at the same time, he's like ten. Chances are he probably became 
he you could grow into great, being like, really great. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. At that young age, everybody's learning. I didn't know how to catch when I was maybe nine. I don't think. I don't think my dad taught me. I think my brother taught me. So it's funny because Brandon said he didn't start playing till high school. I, I've heard other football players say the same thing. The ones mm-hmm. that are playing in the league, they're like, I didn't start playing until high school. I didn't start playing till middle school. Like they weren't in Pee Wee or Pop Warner. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's very interesting when you think about it. Because you would think the folks that go from Pee Wee, Pop Warner, and then middle school, high school, college, and then if they can get there, the NFL, that's not, you would think that's like the, it's Half, different now, but though, typically it's not. Do you think it's you think it is different now? Well, it's different now because football used to just have like Pop Warner and mm-hmm. then, and it's by weight, it's by weight as well. So, like, if you're oh, a bigger kid, okay, if you're so a like kid, Spike, if you're a bigger kid, you can't play, or you have to do what they call older but lighter or or younger. Oh, but okay. So, like, if you're oh. let's say you're 14, but you only weigh 105 pounds. Mm-hmm. The 14 year old league may be like 150 or something like that, 170, whatever. You can't okay. play in that. You'd have to play in the lighter because they do it by weight so that you know you don't have people just destroying other kids, right? Mm-hmm. Breaking bones and all. And then they do the same thing with bigger kids. You gotta, you know, if you're bigger, you have to play up an age group, which is something that you would hear often on again Friday Night Tikes. The parents mm-hmm. who will lose will be like, they shouldn't even be in this division. Look at those big kids beating up on our kids. Remember? Oh, that, that white team, okay. the Broncos, that was their main refrain. They shouldn't even be in. They shouldn't but, be allowed to play. Is that the one where they were mad about the black kids being in mm-hmm. their division? But mm-hmm. now, see, nowadays they have unlimited weight leagues where anybody oh. can play as a kid anybody just based on it. skill. It's just skills. Wow. And then they have all year round rec football now. So it mm-hmm. used to be just during fall. Basketball was always all year. Well, it wasn't always all year round, but it was more often than just the winter. Mm-hmm. But now basketball and football all year round. Mm-hmm. And then they do things like seven on seven. Then they do te- they do travel football. Then they, they do, do rec touch. football. They mm-hmm. have like it's just all year round. So it's different now. So like kids are playing like unlimited weight football at 10 nine, mm. 10, 11 years old. Okay. And those kids are getting recruited now. So like in basketball, right? Like people get recruited to high schools. Like I had, I had high school coaches in the area from like the private schools come to mm-hmm. some of my games when I was in travel team to try to get me to go to like those schools mm-hmm. um, for basketball. But they didn't really have that for football because, you know, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't like bas- it's not like basketball. It wasn't like traveling and anybody mm-hmm. of all sizes. But now with unlimited weight football and all mm-hmm. year round football, mm-hmm. the high school coaches and college coaches are at these 13, you know, 12, 11, 13 year old games recruiting them like wow. they do basketball. Like Rashad can tell you there's basketball players that get scholarship offers at 12. Oh yeah. 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Like college coaches be at those AAU games. Because you can tell, like you can't always tell. But the ones that are really talented, you can tell you at like 11, 12 years old. So is that why they're starting? Is it now a requirement for um, before guys can go into the NBA, they have to do they have to be in college first? Well, is that now that, is that now well, a rule? That's, that's because not college, college was losing to, money. Yeah, it's not even college. Oh, okay. You have to be okay. one year post your 18th birthday or one year post high school. Oh! Oh, okay, so you didn't even have to be in. So that's why you see oh. now a lot of the kids are going to the G League or going overseas for a year mm. instead of just doing one year in college because they don't get paid. 
Because so yeah, then Kobe come straight out. Kobe came yeah. right out of high school, right? Well, they had mm-hmm. high school all the way up until like 10, 12 years ago. You could do yeah. it. Just back in the day, not a lot of people came out of high school. Yeah. And back in the day, not too many people were doing it successfully. So that was like the, yes. for every Kobe or Kevin Garnett, there was a ton of Leon Smiths. Yeah, there or, were a ton of people. Mm, yeah. And once you declare for the draft, and sign with an agent, you are no longer eligible to play college basketball. So yes. if you declare for a draft and sign with an agent and you don't get drafted, you cannot accept a scholarship and go play basketball. Mm-hmm. And some of the kids who were doing it, who were signing up to go into the, the draft, literally mm-hmm. were not even close to being good enough. They were just doing it. So then they were teenagers. They just oh. wanted to get their name out there. Okay. So uh, there was one kid, I forget what the kid's name is. I ended up looking it up, who mm-hmm. literally fucked his whole life off. And he didn't even, he wasn't, his really? coach was like he wasn't even good enough to go into the draft. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the kid did it. Like, there's a whole book. Mm-hmm. Brandon, I'm going to have to loan you the book. It's on Kindle. It's really fucking dope. Um, Jonathan, oh, man, I forget. Uh, ESPN writer wrote about, like, all these kids going from uh, preps to pros. Mm-hmm. And just, it's a dope-ass book. But, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so after she... Uh, after they're out there training and getting themselves pumped up and everything, the little giants, one of the kids, Joe, his dad is always traveling. He's a businessman. He's always traveling. He's always going to like, he's always on flights and stuff. So he'll come home and be there for like maybe a day or two. And then he's gone again. So he hasn't been there for two weeks, maybe. Uh, and he gets home and he's like, I got to leave for another trip. And and his son, Joe was like looking really sad and stuff like that. Um, the next day, the kids are getting themselves pumped up for the game, uh, mm-hmm. making noise in the locker room, telling the the kids on the the Cowboys that they suck and that you know we're gonna the icebox is gonna run you over. And then Becky comes in and she's like, "Yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys good luck." She's dressed up in her cheerleading outfit, and they're all like, "We're gonna get fucked up," and they do. For the whole first half, they do not get an entire, they don't get a yard like at all. And at halftime, um, Kevin is asking Danny, hey, do you just want to forfeit? And Danny's like, no, nah, we're not going to forfeit. Like, we're just going to keep going. I, and before the game starts, they bet. Um, Danny bets his, uh, his, what the fuck is his job? This gas station. His gas station. It was that gas station Kevin's, against Kevin's dealership. Yes, against Kevin's dealership. And so the that game seems like a, a lopsided bet, right? But I think it's also like well, in this day and age where we are now with the gas shortages, he probably wasn't. Because the thing about it is, is like, um, he seems like he a gas station is probably a little bit more sustainable than a car dealership, and it's a small town, so. There's only one place they can really go to get the the cars, but they can go all over the place to get gas. Right. He was. Oh yeah. Danny was living in that broke ass house, and Kevin was driving a Corvette. But Kevin was driving a Corvette that was owned by the the dealership. Like when I now I live next door to somebody who owns a, a dealership. They just take cars off the fucking lot. Mm-hmm. So he could be driving a Corvette. Yeah, sure. It's not his. He's just, just right. He owns a dealership. I feel like he could drive any car he wants to, and that's exactly what he's doing. Until somebody's like, "Yo, isn't this supposed to be a new car? Why it got mileage?" Oh, uh, mm, I'll give you a discount. You better, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're getting their ass whooped in the first half of the game. Spike is literally chasing kids from the Giants down while Spike has the ball. 
<laughs> Spike is running down the field and he's running Tad over. Um, and it, it's just, it's ugly. Spike is doing what Spike should do, which is he's trucking everybody. Without Icebox being out there, the little giants look defeated. They look sad. They look, you know, like the little giants. <laughs> they go out in halftime. <laughs> they go out in halftime and um, they're like, we're going to get beat. We're going to get our asses whooped. Oh, and also uh, Hannon, uh, like during the first half, he's like, I'm going to catch this ball. He puts stick him on his hands, which is illegal. But he puts stick him on his hands. But the motherfucker, <laughs> he goes back to the huddle with this big gooey tar on both of his hands. And Junior calls the play. And everybody claps their hands like, break. And Hannon claps his hands together and his hands stick. And so he's trying I don't to even understand. Stick. I'm like, why would you put tar on your hands, sir? Why did you go? What the hell? This is a real thing. It's sticking. Oh my God. And so he's trying to get it, his hands to unstick. And he gets him to unstick, but he brings him to his chest. And now his hands are stuck to his chest. And the ball's coming to him. It's a button hook. So fucking annoying. Junior throws the ball and it knocks him the fuck out. And that was hilarious. <sighs> they go into the locker room at halftime. Uh, down 21 to nothing. And Kevin or uh, the little Giants were like, yo, fuck this. Why are we even doing this shit? We can't do this without Icebox. And Danny gives them literally one of the speeches that I, I, I just, I implore youth coaches to listen to. Okay, guys, listen up. We still got a shot out there, okay? A couple of things go differently for us. We're in it. We can do it. Yeah, we really creamed him by showing up. We quit. So call us if you decide to coach softball. What about the second half? Tell him we can't come out. Yeah. Yeah. Put us on the injured list. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's something you guys should know. When I was 10 years old, I put myself on the injured list. I never got off. Why? Because I didn't get picked a few times. So I started hiding under the bleachers. That's where we belong, under the bleachers. No, you don't. You guys belong out there with those cowboys. You know how I know that? Because I belong out there with my brother. Give us a break, Coach. You can never beat Kevin O'Shea at anything. No, that's not true. I did beat him once. When? When we were kids. We used to race our bikes down Cherry Hill every day after school. We'd race every day, and he'd always beat me. But one time, one time, I beat him. You beat Kevin down Cherry Hill? Yes, I did. He ate my dust. Big deal. One time. You know? One time at Randy Cooper's swim party, I did a backflip off the high dive, and my brother chickened out. Roger chickened out? He's a Marine. Aw, oh, that's nothing. One time in spring carnival, I beat both my brothers in the cow dunk toss. You beat Matt and Brad in the turd toss? You know, one time I went fishing with my entire family, and I was the only one that didn't throw up. 
Lives. Still doesn't make us good football players. Yeah. Wait a second, guys. Whoever said you had to be good to play football? You play football because you want to. You play football because it's fun. You play football so you can go out there and pretend that you're Joe Montana throwing a touchdown pass or Emmett Smith going for a long run. And even if those cowboys are better than you guys, even if they beat you 99 times out of 100, that still leaves. One time. One time. Yeah. One time. That's a good speech. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, get on out there. Fuck Kevin up, bitch. Get on out there. <laughs> so they go back out there and they get a yard. And the parents are celebrating them getting that first Child. yard. Like, I love, you know what? I love the parents' reaction to this because they were like, "We're gonna support you, but I don't think you're gonna be able to do it." And so it's like, "Oh my god, they gained a yard!" I'm like, "Y'all ain't had no favor, your kids." What the I hell? love this. This move was far more was forward so thinking cute. than uh, a lot of things at that time. Like mm-hmm. Kevin's wife was out there happy that the other team was doing well when you know because it's all supposed to be fucking fun mm-hmm. <laughs> at that age. Summer's so- supposed to be fun. I feel like this is a PSA movie when people were getting hyped up on youth sports and this movie's just like, hey guys, this is supposed to be fun. Hello, friends. Like, what's like, wrong with y'all? This is these are kids. Little teeny babies. Not even high like high school supposed to be fun, but at least those are like teenagers. Right. Can handle like, that some of that shit. Like there's more stuff that can go along with high school because you talk about recruiting and everything, but Ooh, it's like this is supposed to be fun. Summer's supposed to be fun. So fun. they're out there and they recognize that Junior is going to still be able to run and throw and do whatever he needs to do. And so Mr. Hammersmith pulls a spike to the side and gives him, well, lays down the law to him. taking any chances okay either you take junior floyd out of this game or you'll be donating a kidney to aunt ruth you understand yes sir okay come on keep going and that's how football that's how sports parents are i'm gonna insert myself if you don't take this kid out and then give your kid a kiss on the cheek so can i just tell you i was sitting here like yeah so why do i feel like that's not facetious i'm like that's not fiction i feel like parents Mm-mm. actually do parents really like, like that. that you that kid has scored like 10 points on you you better take him out the game I who's the best i love you is the children i said child what are we doing what so we doing, children spike comes out and he takes junior out of the game just like his dad told him to um the problem with that is while Spike took Junior out the game, he walks away after taking Junior out the game, smiling and gloating at Becky, who is minding her own goddamn business as a cheerleader. Imagine shaking your pom-poms and somebody trying to like get in your nerves. She's like, you know what, bitch? I was retired, but here I go. And so she drops the pom-poms, goes into the locker room, grabs her jersey, and her pads. Um. And as soon as the crowd sees her, they fucking go berserk. 
that is hilarious to watch. It's like, oh shit, it's the icebox. Oh shit, wait. What? She comes out in the cheerleading skirt still, mm-hmm. knee pads, Come cleats, pad, and the fucking uniform. And uh, yeah, I love Kevin how knows. she got the skirt on. Me right? Too. It was, it was, I was basically like, oh, like okay. I can be a girl, quote unquote, and do Play this football. football shit. And Kevin knows what's up. Call me Becky. Call me Becky. Girl, get up the fuck out of here. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that cheerleader doing with the helmet on? That's no cheerleader. That's my niece, Becky. She's pissed. <laughs> I love yo, it so much. Yo, like I said, Kevin knows. He just had that sexist mindset. Mm-hmm. But he knows she about to fuck your son up. And so like, the very first thing that happens, she comes around and Spike comes around and Spike don't win that battle. Uh, there's a fumble. Fumble gets ran in for a touchdown. Um, After that, they are a tad or uh, after that, they are, um, they need to make a play. And so Coach Danny looks downfield and he sees Joe's dad, uh, who returned early from his trip and comes straight to the football field to see Joe play. And so they call a play called the flea flicker, which I thought a flea flicker was you pass, you hand the ball out to running back, the running back pitches the ball back to the quarterback, quarterback throws it downfield. But in this one, I guess just a running play. And this happens. Zoltak, come here. You ready? All right, check a little flea flicker on two. Take it. Okay. Chicken Little Flea Flicker on two. What's that? It's a pitch to Johnny. Pitch to Johnny? You can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. Yeah, he's Zoltan. Johnny. Sorry, he's not Joe. some running room. Gotcha. Excuse me. Guys, guys, come on. Excuse me. Maybe you can help me. See, I'm trying to remember what I had for lunch. How could we do that? By taking a whiff of this. Now what? Just run to him. Dad? Dad! Dad! I'm not crying. You're crying. I love this scene so much. It's one of my favorite scenes out of the whole movie. Uh, exactly. It really is. It's so, I love it so much. He's like, wait a minute. What the fuck? Why are y'all putting me in the goddamn game? Oh my God, my dad's here? I'm like, oh, I love it. I love it. I'm I not crying. It. It's y'all crying. Y'all crying all together. So I love that scene with Johnny. I'm like, because oh. it's like his, his dad wasn't absentee. He was just always. He was working. just working. 
And it was just like, and I loved it. I mean, homeboy came from the damn airport. Like, girl, I got my carry-on. Oh my God, my baby is in the game, Chad. I gotta get there. Come on. Mm-hmm. Get, this was come like on, when, Johnny's daddy. This was like when Cyril saw his daddy before the big boxing match. Right, Rashani? No, this is completely different because Cyril's dad's a dickhole. Wait, what are you talking about? Oz. Return to Oswald. Oh. <laughs> No Cyril's dad is a dickhole. Johnny's mm. dad was just trying to do what was, you know. He had his carry on with him, like, I made it. I made it to your game. It's like, girl, what you doing? But uh, so now the game is tied up. Tied and score. this is the part where Kevin fucking loses the game for his uh, team. Uh, because they are on the. Uh, they get the ball to Spike. Spike trucks it all the way up the field. And um, oh no, no, no! This is where Spike and uh, and Icebox collide, and Tad runs it back for a touchdown. And his mom, or not Tad, but whatever the kid's name is, whose mom wrapped him up in foam, runs it back for a touchdown. And his mom loses her mind. Um, but then we get to the last play of the game or the last uh, drive for the Cowboys and Spike is just storming his way up the fucking field. Um, and so Spike gets to the one yard line. Um, Kevin is going to run the play that they ran to get him to win the championship uh in high school and patty recognizes that they're about to run this play easy easy one more come here son 38 toss you understand 38 toss let's go danny do you remember that championship game with sutterville the one where kevin scored the winning touchdown Timeout. The Giants have called a timeout with 10 seconds left in the ball on the one-yard line. Come on, guys, huddle up. Look, no one thought we'd make it this far. But now it's time to really dig in. They're gonna give the ball to Spike. We've gotta stop him. He's too strong. We can do it together. Ready? Fight! So there's the offensive setup. Mm-hmm. Icebox calls shift. The entire defense shifts to the left. Mm-hmm. So we also know why the that fuck Kevin didn't was a Kevin call back. a timeout? Kevin was yeah, a running back. Yeah, ask the question. He was like, "Yeah, Thank Kevin's you. a running back." Yes. Thank yes. you, because it was like I was trying to think. It was like when he said they know the play. I'm like, why? It's really interesting that you. He probably ain't had no timeouts. Because he was using them to come down the field to stop the clock. He might you know, have. Because you know have. when this play was over, it was only one second left. Yes. Because yeah, I'm sitting here like, now, it doesn't seem like Danny knows how to call football plays, but I feel like he knew all his brother's games. It's interesting that Patty came to tell him about the play. But I like that she did. Because she was like, let me dig in my football knowledge crate and tell well, you can... about this. I can tell you that nine times out of ten, what I see uh, from coaches in AAU basketball, mm-hmm. 
the coaches, yeah, they're out there coaching, whatever. The wives are the ones who are doing the video, mm. the stats. Uh, usually the ones in practice who are talking to the kids who are off on the sidelines. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would love never it. underestimate. You know, ass- assistant Coach Patty, let me know when it's in Little Giants 2, Assistant Coach Patty. Pretty much. So, um, they stop Spike mm-hmm. uh, because they shift and Kevin does not call a timeout. Like, mm-hmm. like, 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 um, we, we don't know if he, if, if, if Brandon's right. We didn't know if he had any timeouts left, but he did recognize what the fuck they were about to do. He said they know to play. And then I'm they wondering just let if he, maybe he didn't have a timeout. No, nope, nope, because look, Spike comes around. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was right there with you, Brandon, until this Spike comes around, uh, Icebox comes around. Icebox fucking plants him. Mm-hmm. He does not make it to. He does not make it in. Stopped him. Stopped him. He was in. No way. Wait, no way. Everybody off the ball. Move back. Giants ball. Oh, no. Giants ball. Told you. Timeout. He did have a timeout. He had a timeout. Maybe. So. I think he just hmm. thought no matter what Spike's about to fuck these niggas up. Yeah. Because I think the thing about it is so I think to the point. He, all of those kids on that team, besides Junior, were kids that he didn't think were good enough. So mm-hmm. even them knowing to the play, he's like, they know to the play. That's interesting, but. That's cute. They, they know really, to play. Watch this. Can they really stop Spike? They weren't, he, they weren't expecting literally Icebox to come back into it. Like she's on the field. She's in the game. So maybe he just thought, oh, she probably can't. Like it's a one yard line. They, she can't. Stop him, and she did. I want to know why his big special play at the end of the game is a toss play. That's such big. a basic ass play. And then his the big other special team comes play out. is nothing more than a pat on the back to himself. And the other team comes out, runs a fumble, Ruski. Yes, that's the thing that I have a question about. So, my beloved annexation of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Newbies play. Newbie drew it up. John Madden helped him draw it up. John Madden told him things to help him change the play to make it better. It's still Tom Osborne's fumble ruski. Why? How? How did Newbie come up with this play? Why didn't John say, hey, this is the fumble ruski from like 1972? Nobody will ever know. Oh, my God. But he calls the, we got time for one play. What we going to do here? And he's like, how about the annexation of Puerto Rico? And the shit works. And that's when Tad runs it in and they win. Um, Kevin comes over to Danny after the game's over. And he's like, hey, man, you were just joking about that bet, right? You ain't going to do that to me. And Danny was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not just going to put you out on the street like that. You can start off making commission. I'm going to hire you. And Kevin's like, nah, for real, though. I'll do whatever it takes for you to forget this bet. And Danny's like, there's one thing that you can do. 
And the one thing he can do is have him put both of their names up on the water tower. Also, Danny, who in the in hindsight, this is probably the best play he could have made of the entire movie, is like, yo, why don't we combine the two teams and you coach them? What the hell did Danny do to deserve to be on the water tower? Nothing. He won Nothing. a football, uh, peewee football. At least Nothing. Kevin was an All-American and won a Heisman Trophy. There's only been like 40 of them in the history of, at this point, in the history of college football. There's only been like 40 people to win that trophy. Yeah, that is- I, I think what it is is that Danny for a long time has always been, literally since he was a child, been in Kevin's shadow. And remember, Kevin said in the movie that our names are going to be on that water tower, our names. But then you fast forward and it really is just Kevin O'Shea. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, no, no, fix it. Cause you're you gonna know, do what you promised. Right. So it's kind of like I, I get it because it's like, what has Danny done? It's like he's not football shape. He's he didn't play football, but that doesn't negate that one. It seems seemingly everybody in that town likes Danny O'Shea. Yeah, it's not like they that. like feel like they actually like him. Like, hey Danny, hey Danny. It's like he also runs a gas station. So I feel like it's that gas station in Children of the Corn, where it's like, yeah, it's one gas station. So we got to like you because we get our gas from you. So there's that. Honestly, I feel like everybody likes both of them. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a town where everybody gets along. Yeah. And so. It is what it is. So at the end, they combine the two football teams to become one football team. And as soon as they get the peewee, none of Danny's kids are going to fucking play. Probably not. But they could still be on the team. It's like there's yeah, kind which of people that ride a bench on the team. Right. Yeah. They just wanted to be on the team. And no more importantly, Icebox yeah. is on the team. Hello. It's like, excuse me. I remember that, you know, that Cosby episode where Rudy was a running back. So it's like, it can happen. This is Pee Wee and Pop Warner. <laughs> yeah, and <exactly>. also, also. <laughs> it's like, that's I why just... I'm like, why are y'all doing this? This is Pee Wee and Pop Warner. There are girls that play in these leagues. What are y'all doing? Even in high school, girls play. They're now letting, at the university level, they're now letting, like, every now and then, they're letting girls play. It's like, this is not um, foreign. It's not going to be anymore. So when I hear men talking about, I'm like, they will get hurt, and they bring up, like, contact sports. I think one was, like, boxing, and UFC. I'm like, you do realize there's these such things as weight classes. Yeah, so about, it was women who played. It was, I mean, not women. It was girls who played against us when I was in high school. And I just wanna... exactly. It's like when they talk about wrestling and boxing and UFC. I'm like, you do realize there are these things called weight classes. Like, um, Roy Jones could not fight Mike Tyson. I just want to bring this out real quick. So since they combined the teams, mm-hmm. just like that, you now have Junior at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spike. That big motherfucker spike at running back. And you have goddamn Icebox as your middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. That's a murder squad. It really is. And I feel bored. I feel bad for the little um the little cowboys um quarterback because it was the little black boy. Yeah, he ain't he ain't keeping that spot. Junior like, taking come on. that spot. No, they're gonna move him to wide receiver. Like mm-hmm. No, right or running they turn back. Him in the slash real end. quick. Most option mm-hmm. quarterback. So he was out there All running back. I was like, "You're a little too old, but let's put you at running back because you run a lot." The hell, you notice you ain't really see him running nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. Not yet. When he, he was always older. in the pocket. It's like, yeah, he's, yeah. I kind of like that they weren't doing that either. They literally just let him pay like a typical quarterback mm-hmm. and not because he black. Let's make him a mobile quarterback like a Russell Wilson. So that is Little Giants. Boom, boom. Stephanie, who was your MVP of the movie? Um, Johnny's dad. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I should pick somebody. I don't know. No, because I, I Johnny, still just think about it. I tear up like over that jo- part. Johnny's dad is definitely the MVP. He he really is. Also, um, Kevin's wife. I got to put yes. her in. Got to give her her flowers. Yes. Um, Because at the end, she was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to cheer for the Giants. I know I'm your wife, but you didn't think they were going to win. And I'm very excited for them. So, yeah, definitely. Um, is her name Karen? It'd be mm. funny if it is Karen. <laughs> Let's find out. But yeah, Johnny's dad, her, um, yeah, I'd have to give it to them. I guess and to a certain extent, um, John Madden. Yeah, her name was Karen. Oh my God, I thought so. <laughs> so we I have Becky and Karen. Karen in the same family. Wow, a Becky and a Karen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I guess in some weird way, John Madden? Yeah, without him, they wouldn't have had that confidence talk. Yeah. So I guess also so I Tad. Guess John Madden. Yeah. Little Tad. Get Tad because if he wasn't just going by on his little bike, I was like, so first of all, but most of all, why are you grown men seeing a boy on a bike saying, can you give me directions on how to drive somewhere? He's on a bike. What are you doing, John? Jonathan that was Madden. Just, but that was hilarious. Y'all stopped it. Excuse me, where are you going? He's a kid. You're a stranger. I mean, you're John Madden, but he don't know you. But still, you're stopping a kid to get directions i mean he might know john madden football was out at that point in time it was on second i'm saying like he he knows who john madden is but he john madden essentially is a stranger but he had no problem john madden stopped a child for driving directions oh yeah for sure you know yep yeah i'm out let me let me just go on let me just get on out of here because i'm like (laughs) how are you stopping a kid hey child this is a map i don't know children's Hello, 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 children. Can you show me how to get to Canton? <laughs> like, what? Hey, chef. Hello, children. <laughs> hello, children. But Don't eat my salty balls. Put my salty balls in your mouth. Oh shit! <laughs> it's so bad. Brandon, who you got? Al Bundy. That's what I was thinking too. Can I just tell you, I'm glad he didn't have the Al Bundy voice. I'm like, oh good. But it's like it's so. Yeah, he did not threw me like, off. Cause that's the thing. I think this was supposed to like Little Giants was supposed to launch Ed O'Neill's movie career. Well, after he did this, was this before or after he did that movie Dutch, where he went uh, coast to coast with his I'm trying to, girlfriend's son, I believe it was. I'm trying to think. Was this his first film? Well, it actually, was, it might not have been his first film, but he always did filmography because he actually no. played football. So, and I mean, look, so. So technically, no, Dutch was before um, Little Giants. It was in 91. Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2. Then he did Blue Chips. And Blue Chips. So. mm. And he did Pre. Pre was a good movie, too. So he had a nice little run. Yeah. He was in Wreck It Ralph. I remember him him in Bone Collector. I do remember him. He was in Wreck It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet. He was in Finding Dory. Yep. Can't be mad. Can't be. Best football player actor of all time. 
He is. He That's scored really four funny. touchdowns for Polk High. Wait a minute. He was in K-9, too. That's crazy. He's better than Namdi Asmar. Although Namdi was good in that one movie on Amazon. Wow. I did include I did enjoy that movie, yes. One what was so, it called? Um I forget what it's called. One night and something. One night in Miami. Mm. No, that no, not that. It was I forget. But he was at Nami One Night in China. And <laughs> One Night in China. But okay. <laughs> All right. You're just saying one night in um Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Oh no, right. no. I'm sorry. Stephanie, Google one night in China. Go ahead. No, don't do Google one night. With a Y, not a not an I. C H Y. No. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, hi, guys. I'm going. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Don't so we have one more movie left in this month. Oh. Before Brandon can tell me what his movie month is, because apparently his is something I'm going to like. I don't know why you're so mad about this, Brandon. We literally did the program. We did Varsity Blues. We did Bad White movie. Men Can't Jump. I we did Varsity Little Giants. And now we're doing Major League Two. What the fuck is the problem? You're doing, so what's good. wrong with Major League Two? It's better. No, I like Major League Two. Oh. We're doing two good movies out of five. Wait, two it. good movies? I'll take it. Wait, what? Wait, so you're saying y'all Little didn't Giants do Rookie good, of right? the Year? No. Why didn't y'all that's, do That's lower down the list. Rookie, hmm. no. Little Giants was okay. And the program, the program was bad. Varsity Blues was bad. White Man Can't Jump was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Excuse me. How dare you say that about Varsity Blues? Excuse me. They give us the line with their wangers. <laughs> wangers. <laughs> wangers. I mean, I can't. I mean, I don't understand, bro. We're doing believe- Tarantino movies. Look, little. Oh, look, great. Look, oh. I just, I just want to point out the man who thinks he's so black adjacent, he could say nigga in every movie. I'm like, but that's y'all friend, right? That's y'all he's friend. He's not saying nigga. I just want to point he's out. He's writing Brandon. in his goddamn movies. <laughs> Leo <laughs> DiCaprio was like, I don't think I should say this. And here's Jamie. It got to be authentic. But ain't he your friend? He's like, look here. I, I can't. I'm not Mark Wahlberg. I will not be using the racial slurs. But if you're going to do a slave movie, I white mean, people got to say nigga. I mean, true. I mean, but Brandon, seriously, it's bro. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. He finally has an Oscar. He he He's like, it's over for you hoes. I enjoyed these movies. I'm just messing with you. No, he not. He, I'm just I kidding. He the did. only one I didn't like was Varsity Blues. That was just a bore fest to me. See, I, I don't want your life. I was like, how did, come on. We got to get James Vanderbeek and that wild ass um, ever-changing Texas accent, okay? It's like, we got to give us their flowers. Give like the potential sexual assaulter tweeter his flowers. What's the dude's name from the program? The black dude that was fucking people up? Mac? Alvin Mac. Yeah, I really enjoyed that dude. He was fucking oh, hilarious. Boy. Actually, you know what? Varsity Blues wasn't was well, it was bad, but I did enjoy seeing John. Do Boy what you have to do to play. <laughs> Act like real Man, like John Boy. Right, unlike yeah, it's like sheesh. I'm like, you make me not want to enjoy these movies, you racist. He was a racist in the movie. That's why I was great. That that's true, but I'm like now he a, a in IRL racist, which ugh, yes, gross. But why am I not surprised? I mean, hello, James Woods, uh, Charlton Heston. It's like damn. 
they bring authentic authenticity to well, this. Well, Charlton Heston thing. didn't play a racist. He was Moses. And now it's like, you fuck it up. I can't even watch the Ten Commandments because it's like, I don't want to watch that movie with that racist. They're like, who the fuck are you talking about? Please uh, watch Bowling for Columbine. Authenticity. All right. If you can be a racist in real life, I want to see how racist you can get in the movie. You really make me believe. What they say about okay, wrestling? Okay, so what I'm going. All right, so Prashani, I'm going to go because no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, go ahead and tell them something about yourself. Tell them something about your show. The floor is yours. So hello, everybody. I'm Stephanie. I'm the host of the Mocha Minutes podcast. It is a weekly topical podcast where I talk current events, um, my single life, mental health, uh, reality, and scripted television, or literally whatever else is going on. Um, this upcoming episode this week, I'm going to be talking about part two of the verses. So I had a versus discussion. One person is Team SWV. That is Cook from the Highly Inappropriate Podcast. And then I'll be talking to Team Escape, aka Taria, from What Else Is Going Escape. On. Escape. So, um, yeah, very, very excited to have this um, Team Escape discussion. During my discussion with Cook, we were f- talking about potential um, versus, and this is the versus that I think should happen, but I don't know. Because when we look at girl groups, it's like, for me at first, I didn't think it was Escape versus SWB, but when I got into the versus, it made sense. So then we started talking about In Vogue, and I was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because just like I say, and I will die on this hill, Usher Raymond IV does not have a contemporary. It is not Chris Brown, nor is it that white boy from uh, in the group with J.C. Shazay. It's not neither one of them. She does, he does not have. Yeah, I'm talking about Justin. Oh. He, that's not he is not usher's contemporary and y'all tried it so then we started talking about in vogue and then we're like who would be their contemporary and it's like you think about the girl groups and it's like huh so this is who i would love to see a versus okay <laughs> stop it so this is my versus battle boys the men versus in vogue that's the one i want to see hmm, interesting. yeah in vogue don't have a contemporary either so there's that. But yeah, catch me Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, same handle, Mocha Minutes. Thank you for having me. And also, Brandy. if you'd like to buy me a coffee, buy me a coffee. Brandy, you got anything? No. Cool. Thank you all each for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. You can leave a review of Podchaser, Apple, or on Stitcher. Just go ahead to Podchaser and type in Hindsight Movie Reviews. Uh, you can review the episodes one by one, or you can review the show as a whole. Uh, if you don't leave a five-star review, just let us know why. That's all we care about. Um, oh, I do have guys. something. I oh do have God. something really quick. Did Should I watch that Nobody movie that you saw, and should we review that? Oh, shit, yes. Okay. Oh, fucking yes. Okay, oh, so yeah. I do have something. I'll watch Nobody, and then Rashani and I will review that on the Watch So Series podcast. You know what? Matter of fact, I'll do you one better. I was going to buy Nobody anyway. I'll buy it today. You can watch it on Voodoo. <laughs> um, but uh, Brandon's on Twitter at that cool Blick Nerd, B-O-K. Stephanie's on Twitter at Sunny Twote That. <laughs> Sunny, T-W-O-T-E-T-H-A-T. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at Rashani. The show is on Twitter at Hindsight Reviews, R-E-V-U-E-S. Um, we also have a group on Facebook. Check us out there. Thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Next week, you have no matters. Y'all have a good day. We'll holler at y'all later. We out. Peace.
Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.